Hello. Welcome. Welcome back. I would oh, like yeah. to. I would like Finished. to welcome you, all of you, to Beyond the Basement, the complete breakdown, breakdown podcast. podcast. This is the NPR version. Thanks for joining us <laughs> here on OPV. Just <laughs> oh, friends of the show, friends of the foot. Switch foot clamp. Um, <laughs> welcome back. We're on episode eighty-three. This one is called Pride. It is not what you think it's about. If that, if you heard that out of context. Um, if you don't know us, if you're unfamiliar, I'm Eric. Over here we have... I'm Rachel. And to this side... I'm Peter. Welcome. And our powers combined, we create the squad goals known as Beyond the Basement. Indeed. Okay, quick uh, housekeeping item here. If you are not currently subscribed to the YouTube channel, you could be. Mm-hmm. It only click, takes one button where you just click it and then boom, you're subscribed. So that's cool. Um, secondly, okay, we've been getting... I feel like our number of emails has gone up. It's been increasing. It's, it's pretty just, great. But but that's a good thing. I'm like, emails from you guys is what I mean. It's always interesting. I feel like people's theories and like ideas and stuff like that are, are are good and actually contribute to the show. So, especially if you aren't able to catch us live, if you're just listening on Spotify or whatever, um, hit us up with an email. It's beyondthebasementpodcast at gmail.com. So we are open to thoughts and ideas. Obviously, no spoilers, please, if, if at all possible. We don't... There's no like... I wish there was an automated filter that you could just be like, like delete like a spoiler thing or whatever, but that doesn't exist. So we're going on the honor code here because uh, we actually don't know what's going to happen. Okay. So that said, mm-hmm. uh, am I missing anything else before we jump in to the recap? Give us so. all the stars and the thumbs up. Oh, ups. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you are listening on audio and you've been enjoying the show, feel free to go leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Please like us. It makes It really does actually help the show. It's actually pretty awesome. So let's... Let's do something out of the ordinary. Because usually at this point, I'd be like, let's recap. And I'd like recap the, the episode. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. You know why? Because Rachel's going to recap. Yeah. Just for right. funsies, I'm going to give just it a Just to mix it up. Today. Let's hear it, Rach. Well, right. Give us a summary. Give us a brief summary of what happened. All right. So we start out with the backstory of how Hanjay saves Levi. He's not dead. Praise, Praise God. I, was, a- I had no hope. Okay. There's a sweetness in the air tonight. Seriously. Levi's What even living. is this episode? It was so crazy. Okay. <laughs> also, he's ripped. He, Yeah, we get to see his shirtlessness. Anyway, <laughs> also, she like stitches him back together like a rag doll, and it's a little disturbing. Mm-hmm. And then he looks like Agreed. a mummy, and he's sleeping. And while he's sleeping, she's a little depressed, and she's kind of talking to herself about how everything sucks. Levi refuses to die. Um, she talks about how... She suspects because he's an Ackerman, he's not dead. Otherwise, he'd probably be dead because, you know, he's been blown up. We knew it. Um, Then Aaron does his little weird talky-talky thingy, and Uh that seems to bring Levi out of his sleep. And he tries to get up immediately and go kill Zeke. But it doesn't mean that he didn't make it. We don't know (laughs) if he heard him or not. Sorry, we're recapping. Go ahead. Yeah. My goal is to kill Zeke. It's okay. He immediately wants to kill Zeke. Um, so then Levi and Hanjay approach McGath in the cart and they propose an alliance after Aaron starts the rumbling. And we'll we'll get into more details later. Um, Levi still wants to kill Zeke. That's He just really wants them to know, this is my intention and my life's mission only is to one murder thing, Zeke. The one thing that kept him alive. The only thing that keeps him breathing. Um, Hanjay thinks Zeke is with the founding titan. She doesn't even want to call it Aaron anymore. It's like, Aaron has become some other thing to her. Um, and an, an unlikely alliance is officially formed. 
Uh, let's see. The rumbling continues. Everybody's miserable. <laughs> people are crying and the world is shaking and there's really pissed off people cleaning up rubble in the background the entire time. Um, Jean and Mikasa are very sad. They're just kind of laying there. Armin and Gabby go after Connie. Um, then we have this scene of Connie in the forest while Falco's sleeping and he seems to begin to wrestle with his conscience. Which uh, we knew would happen, by the way. Yeah. We all called it. I feel like... There are a few who didn't. We were yeah. all like, I don't think Connie can go through with this. <laughs> so then um, they arrive at, is it Ronkonko? Ronkonko. And Falco knows the name of it. And Connie's like, how do you know that? And then Falco reveals that he's not actually completely stupid. And he has been paying attention. And he's not completely sure what Connie's really up to. He's one smart Connie. I mean, then Connie gives us yeah, the most disturbing facial expression of his life so far in the show. <laughs> Second only to Elena's. And he gives up some cockamamie story about, let's brush this titan's teeth, randomly come up this ladder, and hang directly above his mouth, and <laughs> hands Falco a brush. And then, of course, that's when Armin and Gabby show up. So then he grabs him and goes up the ladder with him with him at knife point or sword point or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, Armin gets really dramatic. He's about to throw himself to his doom. What a guy. So then Falco is dropped as Connie rescues his friend. And then... um, Then they decide to go save the world. So then Connie starts to come to his senses. And he's like, let's go save people who are in trouble. Gabby and Falco reunite. And they have a teary um, embrace as Falco starts to remember things. And remembers, sadly, that his brother has died. And then we cut to Louise with Mikasa's scarf. We have the mystery solved. She does have the I scarf. I have questions about this scene, by the way, when we get to it. She's dying. She says she has shrapnel that they couldn't take out of her. Mm-hmm. Um, Mikasa is dead inside in this entire scene. She's just like... She's been for a while. She just doesn't care about Pretty anything. Pretty much since the table scene. She was crying at the beginning of the episode, but now she's dead inside. Um, Louise says some cryptic thing about how she got to talk to Aaron even though it wasn't much. You know, That's she's still like are. a diehard Jaegerist to the very end, to the bitter end. She says that Aaron wanted her to throw out the scarf, but she decided to keep it. Mikasa's like, give me that scarf big. I almost said a bad word right there. Okay, let's move on. Um, Mikasa walks away as she's saying, my life was about following in your footsteps. And Mikasa doesn't give any crap. So she many does lives. not care. The last titans begin to leave the island, the, the last big gigantic ones anyway. And then we cut to Flock giving a speech. He's full of crap. Dude, That's typical, all I have to say about that. Typical Flock Roach stuff here. And then we we see Jean is also dead inside. Um, and then we have another fun scene where the gang... The gang actually gets back together. They, they're they like... They start to get back Armin, together. Armin, Falco, Gabby, and... My brain just went. Connie, Connie are stopping to get food, and Falco's like, "Can we really afford this detour?" They sit down to eat pie, and then they start talking about Annie. And then, hey, look who's over here! It's It's Annie Annie. shoving pie down her throat. And then we get the second meme face of the episode, where yeah, Connie, (laughs) Connie's laughing his head off, and Annie has like crumbs all over her face, and she looks like a squirrel that's like shoving seventy-five nuts into its cheeks. Sherlock said, "Annie Pineheart." Annie Pineheart. (laughs) And Armin's trying to defend her because he loves her. He's like, she hasn't had a pie in four years, Give Connie. Jeez. 
god. Then we get to the Flockroach speech. Wait, wait, but then what? but we oh. have we I have to say my my joke. Hitch gets ditched. Oh. That's so sad, they take sad. off. It's probably for a good reason in the end. I'm, I'm assuming it is. Annie leaves her a note. So apparently Annie isn't dead inside now that Jean and Mikasa are. So that's a weird universe we live in. Mm-hmm. Flock is still full of crap. We go back to Flock. Um, then Anya Capone is about to die and gives the speech of a lifetime. And then Jean shoots the ground four times. What? And then the cart titan shows up and eats him. <laughs> Ah, they were eaten. And this show is full of people doing like ruse. Yes, it's things. true. Anya Capone disappears. So does Yelena. And then Flock wants to send Mikasa after Cart, but where is she? Where is Mikasa? So then we see that Mikasa and Armin and the rest of them are in wagons and they're fleeing the city. And we see a mysterious shadow in a window. Annie's with them. She we senses someone is watching. She turns around. We see someone in the shadows. We think we know who it is. We'll get to that later. Flock is still alive. All the cursing emojis. I'm so sad. <laughs> Jean throws up, and then Cart and Hanje exchange witty banter, and then Jean and Anya Capone have a heart-to-heart. Cart and McGath want Yelena alive for some mysterious reason. McGath gives her the stink eye of all time. The band is back together to save the world, and that's it. Well, they get Reiner. Reiner, they get Reiner's kick there, him, yeah. They kick him away. Danny is like, kicks him away. Oh, I skipped that note, yeah. Um... As Levi is a fan of kicking people in the face, so is Annie, it seems. So she decides to kick him awake. Typical Annie. Honestly, yeah. their whole relationship has been basically... She just beats rough. the hell out of him of like all the time. Semi-abusing him in some, some physical way or another. And he just takes it like a man. He's just like, this is my relationship with her. <laughs> she punches me in the face. I save her. She punches so me some be more. It. All right, so let's jump back to this first scene here. Because, like you said... Levi's alive. That in and of itself mm-hmm. is like a breath of fresh air. Now we kind of knew he's a it. mummy, but he's alive. As soon as as soon as Hanji like stole his body or said, "Oh, he's dead," but they couldn't check the pulse, and then she like jumped into the water. I was like, "Okay, he's gonna survive." I don't know what good he's gonna be after this, but he's at least not dead. It's confirmed he's missing at least two of his ten fingers. Oh, his gosh. his sword fingers. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's missing those. His like I'm a freaking bad a fingers. Yeah, uh, but his, I guarantee you. His wasty, His yeah. wasties are gone. Dude. He can never micro again. We <laughs> haven't seen his legs. He's not standing. I'm I'm wondering. We saw him try to sit up, but he hasn't tried to stand up, so I'm wondering, like, do his legs work? Is he paralyzed? We don't really know. I don't know. Even I'll Levi take, in a wheelchair. Can we handle that? I'll take I don't banged know up if we Levi can. over just about anybody else. He'll he'll find a way. Yeah. It's kind of like... He's determined to kill with a crutch. no yeah. matter what. Yeah. He's like, I will kill that guy. It's like, hey, you can have this old quarterback on your team who is like a star, like a freaking... Yeah. You can have Brett Favre, or you can have like a college player, and you'd be like, give me the guy who I know is like one of the greats, even if he's freaking not himself anymore. I just would like to say to the universe in general, I would like someone with that level of commitment who wants to kill Flock. <laughs> Anyone, I would take literally anyone. like anybody with Levi commitment level to kill Zeke for to kill Flock. And because it that happened. guy needs to die. It could have happened so many, so times. many times. Seriously, so many times. why? Okay, can we just do a quick flashback to season two where they're on the wall and and Aaron is talking to uh to to Reiner and to Bertolt and and they're like all supposed to be leaving. But but Reiner's like spilling the beans about hey, he's the armor titan. Yeah. It's this really awkward moment. You're like, yeah. what the heck? I can't believe this is happening right now. And they're all casual about it. Yeah. Okay, Rise is happening 
Mikasa actually cues in, actually figures out what's going on, yeah. and freaking rushes in there with her swords and mm-hmm. nearly takes both their heads off. Flock ain't a titan. If you did that to him, he wouldn't transform into survive. He would just be dead, That's and you'd be it. doing the world a favor. Please. She's had the chance multiple times. Jean, I thought the scene with Jean with the... um. The pistols. Yeah. I thought, okay, he's gonna yeah. pull a Yelena, Yelena and dies, just be like, so does freaking, uh, so does freaking flock right here, and then and Jean just like takes the hit. So I mean, I guess they're playing me. Isayama really does want to hurt me, doesn't he? Yeah, I have by not killing flock. I have some that more would theories. hurt me if flock is still alive at the end of all of this. <laughs> I will cry. My soul, bitter tears. Yeah, uh, I have some more theories about this, but we got to get there. Okay. Okay. So so let's get, let's get to Haji. She said she shoots somebody. She shoots a. a it, this is actually pretty clever, like stuff. This is um, like wartime, like hunter, assassin, sniper stuff, where you like shoot to wound. You guys remember in Saving Private Ryan? Yeah. The the dudes like hurt or whatever, and like no, don't go out there after. It happens in Band of Brothers as well, where they like somebody gets shot and they're wounded, and they actually are wounded in the open and intentionally yeah. not dead, so that people hear their cries and go to save and them. Say, yeah, they're like a decoy kind. So Hanje is like a is smart and is wonderful and great as she is. She's also like a a war like a instrument of war and has like tortured people and so for her to like pull this this kind of trick is not like it, what I'm saying is it seems like a small detail but it's actually I feel like Isayama puts a lot of thought into each character like staying within their like wh- who and what they are and Hanje is, is so interesting for so many reasons strategist she's a strategist but she's like also like a gritty like she'll get the freaking job done and she cries she cries as she does it because she doesn't want to do it but she knows she has to do what she has to do and that makes her a freaking hero yeah it's not the hero that shuts out all their emotions and becomes a machine becomes a monster like Arwen was saying Mm -hmm. it's the hero that goes no I don't want to do this I'm still I'm still viewing this objectively Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna feel emotions about it but I'm still gonna do what has to get done in order to to to, to continue forward and so yeah I I think that Hanjay is like Apex, good. You know? Yes, yeah. And well, she's somebody to like look up to. And I think we we probably talked about this in the last podcast as well. But another thing I always love about this show is like you get these the characters are they for such a fictional show they feel very realistic yeah. in so many ways. In part because they they're all capable of doing both good and bad things, just like real humans. Like there's no such thing as like a good human and a bad human. It's never that black and white we're all capable of evil and we're all capable of good and I just love that you like, get a little bit of that and like Hanja has her flashback later on this episode of like oh like I tortured somebody like I've I've done wrong things too but like I in fact I think it's like her Connie Armin all of them in this episode have these like harkening back yeah. to the old days and they kind of feel bad about the bad things that they've done like they want redemption which is yeah. a good motivation I think yeah I mean that that remorse is something that proves that you you still care yeah that you're willing to change okay so she she Tells Eva you survive for the same reason. Um, okay, she says everyone else was a titan except for you. You only you survived, and I think it's for the same reason that you're not dead yet. It's because you're an Ackerman. Ackerman. So mm-hmm. there's a handful of mysteries in this show that are still left over that are long running. The Ackerman thing. The Ackermans and the Tibers. Ackerman, the Tibers. The the blonde haired tall people. We just don't freaking know yet. Yeah. And the Ackerman thing we we discovered was it. Is it season one? When do they talk about it? Is it season two? Season one? I can't, it's like I feel like it's like early. So Kenny talks about it with his grandpa. So that's season, season three. Three. Okay. And and we get a little bit more. We get we only get like bits and pieces of something that seems pretty vital to the show. Yeah. About a power awakening inside of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, because Mikasa's power awakening, that whole deal. Yeah. 
I just don't know. Like, it's just not super clear. But yeah, first half of season three is where we start to really dig into the Ackerman thing a little bit more. We'd kind of known about it before, like, but it's still no one actually, like, no one's just straight up said, like, oh, whether this bloodline and the reason they serve the king or or don't, we we don't know if Aaron was telling the truth about they serve the king. Like, it, it just yeah. it just isn't clear. Nonetheless, he's not dead because he's an Ackerman. The question here is, we were talking about this, so we... Oh, yeah, look, Nate's got the same question we do. So Nate, Nate says... Um, uh, Hanji seems to be implying that Levi consumed some of Zeke's spinal fluid. That's what we thought. But wasn't transformed because of his Ackerman genes. But he said he didn't drink it. I, so, that's, that's not how I interpreted it. I interpreted it as the reason you survived the explosion. Yeah, the that's that how I interpreted it. Is because as you're well. an Ackerman. Yeah, he yeah, didn't she drink says, the wine. That's what I'm saying. He didn't drink the wine, but she seems to think that he did. I the way she says it. Yeah, I don't she know. Says, she says all of them turned into Titans, or everyone else turned into Titans, uh, and only you survived. Yeah, I think the reason that. Anybody else in that situation would have been dead by those titans, but Levi killed them all and jacked up Zeke because he's a he's an Ackerman. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's the way I took it. Same, same. That's the same way I took it. Also, yeah. I'll, okay, but what I'm saying is, the question still stands: can, Are Ackermans like we assume he's half Eldian? Is he Eldian enough to transform? I mean, he went into the paths. Levi did. Yeah. He was no. Yes, that's what? what woke him up. Yes, him and Hanji. Him and boom, went. Mikasa was in. It the, doesn't in the show past. him there. It does. It only shows Hanji. You know, for a split it, second, it shows, it shows him, him laying, laying on the ground. In the uh, and she, yeah, the, they're the, both the, in the path. Focuses on Hanji's face okay, for so a second. So that would confirm. And that's what he sits up and he goes, and "Where the heck is that up. beast?" Like he saw Aaron. Yeah. Okay, but he's not looking for the Aaron. He's looking for. He says Zeke specifically. Where is the beast? That's because he's obsessed. He doesn't say anything about Aaron. Okay, but. So then, I guess that would make sense because we did see. So Mikasa, one hundred percent, we saw her in the paths. Yes. So yeah. we know she's half LD. So she, she's Ackerman, but she's half LD, and so she's enough. All right. We I see. Think, we totally enough. see him. I mean, laying we've down. we've confirmed that Ackermans are LDNs. Yes. And Specifically, they, the, the, the we reason know. that they're LDNs is because they were they had their DNA changed by the founder to become yes. superhuman somehow. Or something originally yeah. to mm-hmm. protect the founder. But then they also have some immunity to uh, the founder's powers. Their memories don't get wiped the same way everybody else's do. Yeah. For some reason, which maybe they're half royal. That's what I suspect. Or maybe they got some attack titan power. Maybe they came Possibly. from the attack titans or something. I also, just pointing out again, that the only half of Mikasa that could possibly be Eldian is her Ackerman half. Because the other half of her is yeah. Asian. Is Asian. Mm-hmm. So that <gasps> Levi oh. is Eldian. We, we, you're t- right. we talked 100%. about this right. 10,000 times. No, but I never put Ackermans that. are LDN. You didn't put that no, puzzle that, piece that together. specific, the fact that like the Asian is not LDN or Ackerman. Yeah. Yeah. The Asian half of her. Interesting. Like, okay. Her All right. So. All right. I'm with you. Okay. So, so she also doesn't realize that Pixis is dead, which is kind of sad. She's like, you know, what do we do now? Uh, yeah. She mentions Armin, Armin and, and yeah. Sorry, Meanwhile, kiddo. Armin is super doubting everything about him. Like, he doesn't value himself yeah. anymore. He thinks that he should have been the one to die that day. Dang, this is a good point, though. Um, royal blood can still have their memories wiped. We see Freya do it to Historia. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So it's not just with. royal. There's something else going on there with the Ackerman. Interesting. Why would the king build in like a defense? That's what I'm saying. I don't think the king changed. I don't think the king did it. I, I think there's something else to the story as to how Perhaps Ackerman came then about in the first the place. Perhaps the Ackerman line comes through one of the three sisters. Hmm. That's not the same sister that the current royal line comes from because there's so three. wait. What are the two royal lines again? You have the Fritzes and the is it Fritz and the Rice? Reese, the Rice. Yeah, but I thought they just the changed Rice their name. The Rice was just, just a changed name. name. So really, it's just Fritz so as far or as I know, it's just the Fritz, 
And then we have the Tibers, which we don't Fritz? know if they're actually royal or not. But we don't. A spinoff maybe or something. Tiber and They're Ackerman. a ruling class in Marley anyway. So you do have to wonder if the Fritz, Tiber, and Ackerman, maybe those are the three bloodlines that are all LTN oh. that are all yeah, from the, the- Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Interesting. So Rose and Cena and mm-hmm. Maria are all- I don't know. One of those three families. Strongly theorizing here right now. We're not really, it's like kind of hard to say. So, all right. So I want to get to her, her kind of like thoughts right here. Hanji's thoughts. Um, she says something else really interesting. Even if, even if Aaron does betray Zeke, the Jaegerist could rule with the spinal fluid will be fugitives for life. I don't actually know what she means by that either. She means that everybody who drank the wine is still going to be imprisoned and they're going to be able to hold everybody hostage, threatening Forever. everybody to be turned into pure titans, a pure titan. Yeah. She doesn't know it's already happened. Yeah, so apparently that okay. means that once you come in contact with that spinal fluid, there is no... It yeah, doesn't I wear only off. Zeke's shout could do it, and if Zeke is not on his side, I just... I don't know. Maybe it's not important. It's just weird, this idea, though, that it never wears off. Yeah. yeah that's crazy, because when you drink something, it doesn't stay with you forever. It metabolizes, <laughs> and you pee it out eventually, <laughs> yeah. so what the heck? So, all right, so Hanji says this, the sad line. My, my turn has come, even if I thought... Uh, you know, I was doing the right thing, and she has that flashback to her like torturing what's his face in mm-hmm. the first person. And he's I missed like, that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I was oh, the right He's the bandage face or whatever. Yeah. So she says, "Time and Sonus. Time really changes things when you're in a cell. When you're the one in the cell, right? Because she spends like it's just interesting because she's basically saying like, yeah, the tables have turned on me like multiple times, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. again speaking to the fact that like you go through all of these things." And it does change you. And mm-hmm. you, you just are not the same kind of person. She's like, you know, maybe we just live here for forever. So that that's the moment where she sees the paths and Aaron doing the whole thing or whatever. And this is where he wakes up. Uh, and Levi's like, yeah, where did it, where'd he go? Uh, she explains to him it's been half a day since we since the Jaegers and all them went to Shiganshina. Um, and Levi correctly makes one of the most, like, interesting... Ugh, I have so much to say about this. He says about Zeke, he says... He says... Um, it's he says he Zeke was prepared to die and I didn't see it mm-hmm. he got away again I botched it I botched it he got away again as he stares at his missing fingers yeah he stares yeah he holds up his missing fingers like he lost to Zeke yet again now here's the thing is the first time he takes on Zeke he hasn't lost to Zeke anytime he's Zeke's never, just yeah, gotten as as, away exactly, as far twice. as I'm concerned yeah he's never Peek lost because rescues him he had no play left right yeah Right. And then he blew himself up, thinking he was probably which is die. basically the same as Pick rescuing him. It's like, like the same level. He had no play left; had his back to the wall. That's and like when the when the fox chews its own leg off to get out of the trap. Like yes, just- okay. So that's what I want to talk about. Okay, so this is what I want to talk about because Zeke is this like deep character. Like Zeke's not done. We aren't seeing him in the show right now, but we know there's more to, more left to him. Okay, so Zeke is willing to quote die for the cause and he's like you know Cassava like witness me witness me (laughs) (laughs) Mad Max reference for those of you who haven't seen it go watch it right now Um, but he's he's willing to die for the cause and the thing is is that Levi's mistake isn't a combat mistake it's not a uh, tactical mistake necessarily either it is a mistake of judging his enemy and what his enemy is what, what, how his enemy thinks. Okay, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because it's so interesting as far as war is concerned, as far as combat is concerned, people, like, figuring out tactics is just and well. Figuring out how to be good with a gun or a sword, great idea. Uh, formations on the battlefield, 
air warfare, all of that stuff is really stinking important. There's no question about it. However, the great warriors in history, the great generals, I should say, in history who've waged war most effectively, they did it with all of those things in place. Okay, you got to have the, the fundamentals there. But they did it with something more. They did it with a deep understanding of who and what their enemy was, and more specifically, what motivated them. Okay? Know thy enemy. Mm-hmm. Know sounds, thy enemy. Sounds like out of war. Exactly. No, but there's such a deep point there. And like, I know it's just one random little line, but the fight between Zeke and Levi is this like long epic thing, mm-hmm. and it comes to this head, and it comes to the head with Levi actually not understanding. He didn't fully grasp who Zeke was, what he was like, what he was willing to do, why, what was motivating him. He just didn't see it. And so that's how Zeke got the better better of him. Mm-hmm. He was able to blow himself up. He was literally willing to die for the cause. Yeah, he if underestimated you, its enemy's resolve. If you are, you know, if you capture a prisoner of war and you go to like torture them like, oh, if we cause enough pain, they'll spill the beans. Okay, we've already seen that in the show. A true believer won't talk right remember pastor nick or whatever like yeah that's true he was ready to die they were holding him over the wall and he was like drop me go ahead i'm if not gonna somebody, betray yes, my cause if somebody is ready to die mm-hmm. for what they believe in the torturing thing doesn't work and so you have to understand like what motivates somebody what motivates your opponent what they're like actually on the inside in order to best understand how to actually beat them not just on the battlefield but beat them like at large and mm-hmm. so like there's this whole thing like um, there's a really good, it's funny because it's actually super relevant, like right this second, but there's actually a really good podcast in the Cold War and how like one of the big problems with the Cold War is that like the reason it went on the way that it did is because the West simply, like your average person in the West, including, you know, leader or scholar or whoever, simply could not understand. We just didn't have the like openness of like thought to be able to get in the mind of of a devout communist. Like it just couldn't happen. Right. And you just... When you, when you don't see it that way, you're like, ah, I don't understand. Like, how, well, you know, surely what if we just gave them like jobs? Well, what if they mm-hmm. just gave them money? What if they could also have vacations on cruises? Like, then they wouldn't be, you know, then they wouldn't be so mad and be upset at us all the time. It doesn't work like that. They're, my point is to say like, humans are really complex. Like inside of all of us is like deep search for meaning and we want to have like mm-hmm. a purpose. And generally when somebody finds that like deep, like purpose and like commitment or whatever, it especially the radicals like it can drive you to go way beyond what, what people person. what people would assume about you mm-hmm. like there's this thing so i wish i could like link it or find it again speaking of communists but there's like this incredible uh it's a letter yeah it's a famous letter written from a communist to his fiance and he's actually breaking up the marriage he's actually breaking off the oh. the, the marriage this there's a couple of these I, I, there's hmm. this is the one i'm thinking of is 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 one specifically where he's breaking off this engagement and he's explaining to her why. And his reasons are because he's such a devoted communist. And he explains it with this like it's incredible passion. And you read that and you're like, that sounds insane. Except for this is clearly not an insane person. This is somebody who simply has he's like that. He's rationally thinking it. Too. Yeah, he just has that deep kind of like seated like feeling and emotion. And so with Zeke, Zeke has that has that thing in him, that crazy like streak or whatever, that like devoted streak. Mm-hmm. And it's directly tied to his childhood to Kasavar that's like man he's has like a father like it's all tied into that stuff and that is what could drive him to be such a uh, powerful enemy the whole time yeah. like Zeke was so clever and so like held his cards close to the vest mm-hmm. because because he was had this like insane motivation and so they're all okay alright so Yelena's long rant, the same way Yelena perhaps yeah no I, I agree so my long rant is to come to this point which is that his communist manifesto motivations all got shattered when he went into the past with Aaron. 
Because mm-hmm. Cassaver wasn't really his dad. Cassaver wasn't you know? who he thought he was. That's, but that's not the side point. The real point is his actual dad, his actual wasn't dad isn't who he thought he was. Yeah. And now and that was shattered. The, that was the basis of his, his life. like central motivation. Yeah. Got freaking shook. And so who knows? Which is what, okay. So I, I wish that would have happened the first time he would have, you know, went to the past when he got blown up. Because when he's like reborn, he's like a different person, mm-hmm. but he had the same motivation. Yes. But then he gets reborn again. Mm-hmm. You know, first he's reborn physically, right? And he's yes. like shiny and it's like rainbows or whatever. Right. But that's like, this the precursor yeah. to the real transformation. The real transformation is the internal transformation of Zeke. So who is Zeke after this? We don't know. We, we don't, don't know. even know. We, just we don't, don't even know. know. And, and we don't is, even know really where he is right now. He's yeah. with Aaron. Is he's he, with Aaron. Is he he's in with Aaron's Aaron. mouth? Has I, he been, is he gum? Is he just like, <laughs> no, I think he's in the cage gum? for the first time. He's in the cage now? Yeah. That, that, that le- the letter I thought you were referencing was that uh, correspondence sent from, sent from the, the, the communist like, specialist. That one's in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. He sends it back to America and he goes like, you guys are idiots. Mm-hmm. They can't be negotiated with. They yes. don't want better jobs. They don't, yeah, they don't the want only, Disneyland in Russia. Yeah, they don't care about that. The only way, like they, they don't respect diplomacy. Mm-hmm. They respect only force might only yeah. might only. power yeah they're the, the klingon way, empire <laughs> he literally says the only way to respond is a massive and he a massive like offensive essentially offensive is and the only way to respond and the letter, then they'll negotiate with he you. wrote the letter in like 47 or something like that like way early like super duper nobody early in the cold war it. and people were like mm, i don't know whatever nobody read it and yeah. then afterwards we were like dang this guy was a prophet <laughs> he like knew spot happened. on and, and so just going back to your point to know thy enemy to truly know their motivations and to be able to speak to that because if you don't if you think you know and you're wrong mm-hmm. you won't well, anticipate the moves they're about yes, to make you can't assume that they are like you exactly that's the, that's the mistake exactly. we make is that they they are their motivations are like my motivations just in the opposite direction it doesn't work like mm-hmm. that people are way mm-hmm. more complex than that in, in, in ender's game he says uh to truly like know your opponent is to like basically like become them and to love them in a way to like understand to them so deeply. Well, yeah, I you know. know them better than their own mother. You know them better than they even know themselves, <laughs> and so you know exactly what they're going to do, and that's how you can beat them, right? Yeah. On the flip side, in this show, we have something else going on that's kind of the exact opposite of that, where you have Gabby and Falco going thinking these people are nothing like me, and they're my enemy, and then they discover it's the that reverse. in fact yeah. they're just like me. They're not your enemy at all. These they, are people just like me. Yeah, they're their not devils. Are actually the they're same as human, yours. and they do love all the same things I love, and they're mm-hmm. not my enemy. And Whoa. the person who's been telling me that they're my enemy is actually nothing like me, and actually is my enemy. Mm-hmm. No, it's exactly like right. Just such a mind trip. There's a famous Abraham Lincoln quote. I'm kind of butchering it a little bit, but it's basically like. There's a man I don't like very much. I need to get to know him better. Mm-hmm. Like that's the line. And it's like if you just understood, if you understood people a little bit better, you might not hate him so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So moving on. Um, yeah. So he he points out the. Uh, sorry, they point out the fact that like if we run a hide, like what will be left? And he's like, "There's no way in hell you're staying out of the action, Hanjay. Like you're going to be back in this thing." And yeah. it's, it's exactly like she's she's talking like, "Oh, I might give up." Like, no, you're not. <laughs> she was not. depressed for like two seconds. Yeah. But that, that sentiment is true. And that like, brought him out of his coma. <laughs> every single time, we were just talking about this, you know, in Lord of the Rings, like the central hero in Lord of the Rings is Sam, Samwise Gamgee. Mm-hmm. Even though Frodo is also a main point, Aragorn, like you have all these sure. great character arcs, mm-hmm. but it's like, yeah. it's it's Sam. It's about Sam and Frodo and about yeah. their journey, the ring, and about their journey growing up mm-hmm. and about what they're willing to sacrifice to save the world. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, partly is just a great story, but also partly it, it speaks to the, what Tolkien went through in the war 
and how a very small population, a very small percentage of the population is going to change the fates of everyone. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, it's Sam, it's Sam and Frodo literally saving the world, right? Yeah. Everyone does their part, but Sam and Frodo are the ones that are responsible for it. And and the the, the allies in World War One are this very small fraction, right? We 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 said it's probably like less than like two percent of the the um, the population of of England and two percent of, of this and that, whatever. Mm-hmm. But altogether, those people help save the world. Yeah. And so it's the sacrifice yeah. of the very little saves the fates of of the large, right? Mm-hmm. And so figuring out, like Levi says. What what will be left if we just run? If those little don't stand up in the face of evil, if those two, you know, Samwise and, and and Frodo decide no, we're not going to do this, right? If if the allies don't stand up, if if the people never stand up in the face of tyranny and oppression, and they just go to try to hide like everybody else, nothing's going to be left. Yeah. So there has to come a point where, just like Keith Sadie says, like no. I'm too old to go freaking crap out in the woods. I'm going to stand up. <laughs> Levi's are the same. He's cut from the same cloth. He's like, yeah. no, we have to stand up and do something. Uh, do something they do. I love it. Freaking grizzled like warriors with determination is so like hard to come by in the States these days. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. So moving on here, we get to the scene with McGath and, and, and uh, Peck and, He's just. It, I love how they start it because it's just Levi's voice going. My goal is to kill Zeke. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, first, the first line. I like it Hello. too because I would like to kill Zeke. Want to help? Like, <laughs> yeah. Hello, my name is Levi. You killed. You killed everyone <laughs> you else. Killed my people. I want to kill Zeke. Uh, yeah, join prepare me? to die. What's interesting <laughs> is um, he's not playing diplomat. He's not no, like, hey, not uh, we've both got some goals. You know, what do you? Let's be friends. What do you guys bring to the table? He's like, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna kill Zeke. Uh, what are you guys okay with that? What are you I'm guys gonna bored. bring to the well, table? He says, he says the line that we actually said. All right, so I have to toot our horn every time we get it, we get a chance to. But <laughs> we freaking called this. I, I the end of the last episode. If you listen to the prediction section, I was like, listen, I'm pretty sure. We were doing the math, the math on how many titans are, are not in Aaron's hands, so Aaron has like technically four, but at least five titans, and they're actually all on the island right now. And like the theory was, I was like, dude, the, I was like, if their interests are actually kind of all like aligned right here, so I think that they maybe all find a way to get in touch with each other and like get together, and like that's what forms like the new like you know group of like heroes essentially to try and like stop this all the madness. Mm-hmm. We nailed it, for the record, we got it. So this is the beginning of that. This like unlikely like alliance. And he actually just comes out and says, he's like, it seems our interests are aligned. And they are. They, act- yeah. they actually are. And it's just really curious. Remember, during if you listen to the show, first half of season four, we spent a lot of time, at least I spent a lot of time going, why are we talking so much about Megat? He's really interesting. I kind of like this guy, but I, and he's kind of the bad guy, but like he's kind of, you know, like, I just He's like a like, bad guy that you can't bring yourself to hate. Yeah. Or at least I couldn't. He was like, he seemed to be on quote the wrong side, but I just never was like, nah, I don't like him. I was like, he may be, he's like he's a Darth a savage, Vader. Like, he's a bad guy that but is kind of cool. You know? like, yeah. <laughs> I respect him, even though he's the bad guy. Yeah. But maybe he's not. But maybe he's not. So it's just interesting that he's like back in the picture and I just hope that he like plays a more major role. So they kind of like, he's, he gives a great line. He's like, uh, you know, you can obviously, you know, stand and fight with one of the nine, but can, you know, can you dodge a bullet? in that condition and he Levi says the the most manly thing he's ever said I can't I came to see you in this sad state whether or not to shoot is up to you he came to make a freaking deal he's putting it all in line this is yeah. this is yeah the what's, what, when you go all he goes all in he line. takes all his chips mm-hmm. and he's like you shoot me right now I don't have much this is all I have left anyway yeah. here so are all of my you can eggs trust me. I am putting them in your best but look at this look at this okay remember what 
uh, Armin says about Annie in season one. Mm-hmm. She was willing to die. Mm-hmm. She was she was willing to go in, put it all on the line, and die in that forest. Like she was willing to become like the monster, basically, mm-hmm. to like do her will. And underestimating that is is a problem because like everyone's fighting with reserves, and they're mm-hmm. like, no, you can't fight with reserves. You have to fight as if your life is on yeah, the line to the death. And that's what Irwin does, right? Yes. Irwin's like, no, arms got blown off. Let's freaking go! Like I'll yeah. still charge yeah. out onto the battlefield because every fight is about our life, our humanity's survival. Okay, here at the very end, Levi makes a fatal mistake and he goes, I underestimated the fact that Zeke was willing to lay his life down. He was willing to freaking die to see his ideals come to pass, right? Mm -hmm. Now here's Levi learning from Zeke, his enemy. (laughs) And he goes, I'm willing to die. You shoot me right now if you want to, but I'm willing to die to see my ideals come to pass. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to say, you can shoot me if you want to, but all all my chips are on the table. I cannot fight back right now. Here's what we have to do. Yeah. So let's go, Levi. Much freaking much much debate is had about the next question because then Megat's like, "All right, great plan. Where's Zeke?" <laughs> like, good freaking question. Yeah. Okay, the the going the going when? wisdom is that he was scooped up by Aaron. I still think he's like little beastie gum. It could in, in the founders. Somebody had a, could be. Somebody had a good Someone comment. said something about a, him being fused. Because remember, because uh, with Aaron, Levi was holding Aaron's head, and Aaron's head like came mean, out of it. You mean? Sorry, Zeke. Zeke. Zeke was holding, holding Aaron's, Aaron's head. head. Yeah, and his spine came out of the head. I was saying too earlier downstairs, like maybe he just absorbed him. Yeah, but someone was saying like, did they fuse together because the face looked more like a beast? I want to see. Mo- I mean, I, don't I still haven't see. seen enough of him. Right I want to see more of him, even though I don't want to see more of him because he's kind of gross. I want to see like, does it look like Zeke? Does Ugh. it got? I don't know. Did, did he take they, his, did take they his bending away? Did they? <laughs> did he take his bending away? So yeah, I was wondering that too. Like, did they fuse together, kind of like that weird Titan thing that happened, where when Zeke almost killed himself with the Thunder Spear, and that Titan came out of the woods and opened itself up and stuck him inside, and then he just consumed it. Mm-hmm. Is Aaron doing that with him now? Like consuming Zeke's like is power? He, or is something? he somehow absorbing him? Well, I would just like to know where Zeke's consciousness is because it seems like your is consciousness he in the is in the past. Exactly. Is he stuck in the past and he just doesn't know what's and happening? And his body has just been absorbed into the founding Titan. Because apparently you can spend hundreds of years. Apparently like a couple of seconds here is like hundreds of years in the past. So it's been several days. So is <laughs> where he like are millennia they? Are old? they insane? <laughs> like what's happening? So, all right. Hanji, they, they kind of carry on. Hanji basically says, listen, he's probably being held by Aaron uh, to use his royal blood. And she goes, no, I mean the founding Titan. Like, she wouldn't even call him Aaron she anymore. She wouldn't call him Aaron anymore. Which maybe she's right. Which if we didn't know more about Aaron at this point, this would tickle that same theory that we had. It was like, no, it's Aaron being controlled by controlled the founder. By the founder. And he's, you know. Yeah, Aaron, okay. Aaron has been consumed this, by the founding Titan. Is this Titan a good time now? to talk about my our deeper questions about the founder? Or should we kind of go to the end on that? We got to get a little further in. Okay, I feel all, right, like. all right, all right, all right. So, right, Hanjay, so they, they credit Hanjay here, uh, Pig's like, oh, wow, Hanjay, like the the, the the person who knows, the expert on, on Titans Hanjay, knows more than knows, even Marley. Yeah, yeah. Like, kind of true. Well, she is a scientist. Um, she says that the founding Titan is so humongous that there's nothing we can, there's basically nothing that can be done she says and this is where like okay we they say we have to put our powers together they have a power rangers moment it's captain more, planet it's in time captain planet put your rings in like you get a few of those in this episode like let's go squad let's go uh, freaking love it okay apparently i have a bruise right there yeah the rumbling this next scene is interesting because it does it, they don't really say anything it's just the nighttime which my theory was wrong about the moving at night 
Sorry. They can still move in the moonlight. <sighs> Sorry to disappoint, but which Hanjay can... did explain way back when mm-hmm. some can some move can. in the in the moonlight. Plus, they're being controlled by Aaron, which means that they don't. They're, indeed, their power they source is the right rules. there. So the rumbling is happening, and it's like shaking everything, and it's showing people trying to sleep, but like the rumbling is still going on. It's like Jean. I think they show Jean. They show Mikasa. Is it Hitch, Annie, Reiner? Like everybody's <laughs> trying to like. Sleep. Like, shut up! I'm trying to get some shut up. Meanwhile, there's just earthquake. an earthquake going on for actual days at a time. What the heck? And Mikasa's just crying. Poor Mikasa. <laughs> Poor Mikasa. Mikasa. Okay, so now we get to now we get to the good stuff. Now we get to Connie's got young Falco. They're out there like camping, and he's trying to strategize. Like, how do how do I get this kid in my mom's mouth? And I started to wonder here if like <laughs> That's such a weird thing to ask is, yourself. Is the mom, even as a titan, going to kind of be like, no? Like, is it going to, like, resist? And yeah. Not even, you know, I was I kind of happen. hoping that she too. would say, don't do it, Connie. Well, she don't never sacrifice she your soul. She can't full-on sentence, but she can kind of make a few... Well, they had her covered with a tent, so she's pretty low on energy. Oh, good point. And she can't move. So now there's both of those things happening. Poor yeah. thing. Okay, so... Blah, blah, blah. Where am I trying to get to here? Um... Yeah, the part I want to talk about is he says this line. He's like, I can't afford to fail. And he looks over and he's like, God, oh, this innocent kid. He hasn't even whined. And we've been camping this whole time. And it, without and he has all these reasons to doubt me. But he trusts me. Like, he see he sees his virtue. Like, they've, they've portrayed Falco as this, like, virtuous character the whole time. And he has this sort of young, like, innocence to him that actually, like, makes it work. And holy smokes. Like, it's so, it's so... It's so part of who he is, even here, and even Connie, as he's trying to like deceive this kid and feed him mm-hmm. to his mom, sees it and makes it gives him. That's what gives him the doubts. Is he's like, I, he doesn't this say kid it, like, completely trusts me, this. and I'm gonna feed him to my mom. And then he's, he's like, I'm a terrible person. And then he says, Sasha, would you understand? And we, of course, we're all like, freaking no. No, mm-hmm. she would punch you directly in the throat, you punk. Sasha, here, none of this would have happened, you frickers. Freaking Gabby. I still like her, but anyway. <laughs> okay, so... She'll never Where, live that Where's down. your Gabby gang now? <laughs> We're always going to be a little salty about that. So they so they pull into the village, and he's like, oh, I thought we were going to the hospital. He's like, oh, I, yeah, I just wanted to um, show you something, something over, over here. here first. And then he actually says, this is Vergaco Village. How the F do you know that? And he's like, oh, yeah, well, I heard you talking to yourself. And I was like... Was Falco pretending to be asleep? Listen, when you're planning to do something, Stop you don't say your plans Stop out loud. Monologuing. Stop telling everybody exactly what the plan is. Okay, the weird thing is, though, a lot of Connie's dialogue was internal. He didn't say too much out loud. So yeah. I was like, when did he hear him say that? He Forgot said enough. He said enough. Like some people are really good at like some people like Zeke. You ever notice Zeke? I still think it's because he's tell the everybody jaw his type. plans and can like pull them off. Yeah. Anyway, Loose Connie's not lips good at being evil. Sink ships. <laughs> Indeed, he's not good at being freaking the bad guy. So he's like, "Yeah, I heard you talking to yourself. Like this is you know where Sasha's from, and and Gabby shot your friend, and you know you you pulled me here this whole time knowing who I was, but pretending not to. Like, are you doing this to get revenge?" But I just I love this because he he's so he's so fast to put it all together. Like Falco's actually pretty smart. He like yeah. ding 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 ding. He's like, oh, does this mean this mean this mean this? Like, yeah. But he's wrong. He's he's not trying to get revenge on Falco specifically. He no. would have fed anybody. I feel like to whoever anybody who wasn't like his close companion. Yeah, whoever yeah. had the power. Yeah. His reply though, he's just like, well, that kind of stuff only happens in the heat of battle. What? 
Well, he's saying that like, oh, like no, like all is forgiven because because people was, people are killed war. all the time. Yeah, in war. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just That's not what he's on about. And he kind of disarms him by like walking past him and and not like trying to grab him. Like you little punk, you're gonna get in here, you know? Yeah. Uh, but he but he goes and grabs some big brushes. He's like, "Oh yeah, I brought here to show you something." <laughs> brushes teeth. Yeah, oh, mean face. Look at this Titan. This is a natural Titan observing zone. You don't get to Haven't see something like this. Haven't you always secretly wanted to brush the teeth of a massive zombie that could eat you? Come on. Sounds like a good time to me. Twenty five cents a pop. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's a freaking carnival. A Titan attraction. <laughs> Titan at Titan World, we take great care of our Titans. It's like Jurassic Park, but with Titans. <laughs> oh Lord! Oh <laughs> Things no! Things still can eat you. That's right. <laughs> Nature finds a way. That's right. Okay, so he pulls them up there. They're on the ladder, and I, of course, Gabby and um and Armin rush in. They're like, Ah, he's gonna he's gonna feed you to the Titan. And, like they give away the whole game, which good good. I love when people in the show do exactly what the exact right thing is, yeah. which is tell them exactly what's going on the second you see him. Like, don't wait. Like, what I was thinking is they're going to rush in and be like, oh, no, you're in danger. And then, like, oh, he's going to put him like, no, no, don't do it. And, like, do what? Like, yeah, tell yeah. him right yeah. away that he's going he's to He's going to feed you to his Titan mom. I was like, kind of like, actually do it. Hey, wait, um, Connie, I, I've, I got some gum for you, you know? And he'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, thanks. And he'd walk over there, get, get him with a sword, you know, or something. <laughs> Oh man, this this whole scene I actually wasn't sure where it was going to go until it actually ended up cuz cuz Armin goes uh Gabby please forgive Connie. Yeah. Yeah. And then like takes off and I'm like he's going to kill Connie? Is he going to kill his mom? I thought I thought he was going to kill Connie's mom at first and then and I then... thought he was going to go for Connie. I thought he was going to put a sword like right through um Falco knowing that he has the, the Titan power, he'd recover. Mm. And he was just going to have to like knife Connie and just get it over with. I'm like, oh no, this is not going to be good. This could be a sad way to go out if it really is how it happens. But of course, none of those things would have been very Armin-like. No. And what he ends up doing is very Armin-like. It's actually very Levi-like. It's also very Irwin-like too. Yeah, when he says that line to to Gabby, he has that flashback to Irwin. He actually sees Mm -hmm. him and he's like, he was willing to lay his life down. he He wasn't pretending to lay his life down. He was actually willing to do it. And I have to be actually willing to do it. So and then Connie's like, there. what are you doing? And he's crying. Harmon's like crying a little bit. And he's like, you told me not to talk. <laughs> That's the best line. <laughs> he's like, you said no, you told me not to talk. But then he says the next best line, which is, so I'll let my actions speak for me. Mm-hmm. And he goes to chuck himself into the mouth. Like, That's what a leader does. A leader leads by action. He turns himself action. into a peanut M&M. You know when you're like... So this has probably been other times in this show, but like they do this in movies where it's like I'm trying to do this thing to like bait out like they do it in like like ah oh, the shows my wife watches so like Psych or these like murder mystery salt crime solver type shows where oh lie to me they do it all the time where like they set a character up and it just so happens every single episode the guy or gal whoever actually committed the crime like they get put in such a tough spot that they just confess it right there they're just like. Like their their true self comes out. You're trying to like bait them into a situation where like the their like true intentions or true like motives like come out. And you can mm-hmm. show the whole world who they like really are. Yeah, Armin's doing that like in reverse. He's like, I know you're a good one, and I know you don't actually intend. Like, I know that if it came down to it, you would save all of us. You wouldn't do it. And so he baits him into the into doing the right thing as opposed to doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. He's like throws himself in the mouth. It's pretty. Yeah, Armin. For as, as depressed as he feels right now and overwhelmed and stuff, he's still pulling out. His brain is still 
being a supercomputer and calculating strategies yeah, to bring out, out the best possible outcome. Yes, okay. Nate the Great nailed it. Armin's, Armin has the option, right, to try to go after and kill Connie, mm-hmm. the aggressor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has the op- option to, to go after and to, to, to kill. If he just kills Falco, then Connie can't do the, the wicked thing he's going to do. Or he could kill the Titan mom and be like, no, I'm not going to let you do this wicked thing. However, which would destroy Connie and make him useless. Right. He doesn't do any of those things. He willingly puts his own life on the line. Hmm. Okay. What what is Zeke going to do? Zeke is going to sacrifice the little to mm-hmm. save the many. Aaron's going to sacrifice the many to save the little. Mm-hmm. Armin's going to sacrifice himself like a true leader and say no. Dang. Bro. Fire. Dang. True. He says, uh, he's the real hero. Armin's actually deeper than most uh, watchers realize here. Armin makes the choice to neither harm Connie nor let Falco come to harm. He's willing to sacrifice himself to save both of them. Sure, Ar- Armin's feeling down on himself for not living up to Ermin, but I think that his main motivation here is actually suicidal. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's, yeah. Charlock said he legitimately attempts suicide under the faith that Connie would most likely save him and was ready for the consequences had he not saved him. Yeah. So, yeah, so he asked him, like, that, that very next thing, he actually asked him, he's like, what would you... Or like basically, what would you have done, um, or what was your plan? Like he's like to turn your mom back into to a human, to a human. Like that was his actual plan. He's like, oh, which is the second time that Armin has laid his life down to save someone. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. he did it with Aaron when he got yeah. barbecued. Roasted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> boom, roasted. Got turned himself into a burnt hot dog. That's bad. Yeah. Dang. Okay. All right. So they so they're, so Gabby and uh, and Falco get to reunite. It's kind of cute. And they're like crying. And, yeah. I like that. It's and and Connie like regrets his decision. It's he goes definitely bittersweet. If my mom would have would have like seen become me, yeah. a human, she would have been. It would have drove her crazy. What did you say? She like, would suffer. He said, "If you would have thought about you it, for a second, su- yeah. you know that would only make her suffer." Yeah. And guess she would have become the colossal titan, which you can't turn into without destroying a lot of stuff. Well, just regardless, the fact that she would know that you sacrifice somebody else just so mm-hmm. she could live she wouldn't want that because mm-hmm. she want because she's a good person she wants people to to, to be but uh, she want to call be a splendid soldier and save people not you know cost other people their lives on account of her own self and so mm-hmm. connie's like realizing yeah my motivation was twisted i kind of got messed up i got lost in the forest for a minute you know yeah. yeah and he's like my mom sent me off to be a good soldier i almost killed a kid and a friend that's the soldier I am, and then and then the thing is, Armin actually hits him back and is like, you know, basically I, c- I can relate. Like I couldn't I couldn't stack up to the commander either, and they're kind of having these like like everybody's having doubts. They're having heart to hearts. They're having doubts, but the they're place. but they're they're actually getting past it. And he's like, I want to be a soldier. My mom can take pride in. Let's go save people who are in trouble. Thank you, Connie. But first, pie. Sorry. Yeah, but first, pie. No, but thank you, Connie, for being. Thank you for being the character that you need to be, which is like. We kind of breeze over this, but when they first approach him, he goes, he's got the sword to, to, to Falco, and he's like, he's like, no, don't say it. I know what you're going to say. You're going to tell me not to do this. You're going to tell me not to say my mom, to give up my mom for this, for this kid's sake because he's innocent. Shut up. I don't want to hear it. And he says, you know-it-alls would know what it's like to be an idiot basically like me, what an idiot would want to do like me. Like, his, like, insecurity comes right out in the open right there, and he's like, you guys are like the smart ones who always get all the cool stuff. Like, you you always get all the good the good cool stuff done. I'm just an average Joe. I'm just an idiot over here. Like, I'm just trying to do the best I can. Like, you wouldn't know what he's like having to be. a Keith Sadie's moment a little bit. But like, like, I'm not special. Yeah, the I'm not special thing. And like, the thing is, like, 
there's a sort of humility in it at the same time, which is like, I'm not like you. I wish I'm not a sub, you know an amazing athlete or a great shot or really stinking smart or any of those things. I don't have any of those traits. And this is I'm doing the best I can with what I've got. And like Connie's kind of always been that character. Like mm-hmm. they've always sort of made him made sure that you like you can appreciate him and love him, but he's not he's not he's clearly not like the grand strategist like Armin or whatever. He's the everyman. Yes, yeah. he's got this everyman thing. But he, the everyman, is the one who steps up right here at this point in the show and says, yeah. "Let's go save people who are in trouble." Like he gets over his sins from five minutes ago, presses delete, and moves on. He's like, "Let's mm-hmm. go do this." And at the end of the episode, he's the one. He's like, "Where are we gonna go? We're gonna go save the world." He he like takes I thought on, he was Levi for a second. He sounded like Levi. He looked like Levi for a second. Yeah. He imbi- he's Levi Levi two point yeah. is 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 oh. Chad Connie and Chad Connie is is taking Papa Brouse's theology to like the utmost. He has embodying it. He is leveled up and he is ready to freaking rock and roll. And I bet you we're gonna see him doing some epic stuff. In the next oh, I'm episodes. sure. Did Charlie Neal in the chat here? He just said pride. I actually didn't put that together until you put it in the chat. Thank you for that. This mm-hmm. is that moment. This is what every episode has the one word that sort of describes that one moment in it. Yeah, I think this is true. He's right. And he's having it. to swallow his pride. Yeah. And you can't spell pride without pie. <laughs> what? Okay, the scarf scene. All right. What the frick? Mikasa. She rolls into the hospital, finds Louise, like, oh, you found me here. Louise has shrapnel in her, apparently. She says, are you looking for me with the scarf? And she's like, well, I I knew you'd have it. And I wore it. In other words, I only came for the scarf, biatch. Sorry. That's kind of the vibe. (laughs) Like, Mikasa's all cold because, you know... To somebody Reason. who is dying on their bed, who is like, I you modeled my whole life me to after give my you. Life. Okay, I get that she hates the Jaegerists. I get that she hates what like the military's become. Mm-hmm. I get that she feels betrayed probably by Jean or whatever. And I get that she's like, you and my ideology are not the same. And maybe even in my blind devotion to Aaron early on, I'm the reason you're here in this bed. Mm-hmm. And that's all okay to feel. But what's not okay is to just walk away cold-heartedly as this person dying on their bed yeah. is like, please, remember Levi in, in one of the first episodes? Yeah. The guy's bl- bloody, and Levi hates blood, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the guy's dying, and he rushes over there, and he grabs his bloody friend, and he goes, Your he, life mattered. You, did I, your sacrifice Did my sacrifice count. help? Yeah. And he goes, it helped. Like, your life mattered, right? And mm-hmm. it, right as he died, he like said the words he needed to heal so yeah. his soul could be at rest. And mm-hmm. That's what a good leader does, even to get into the blood. And that's when you know Levi's like on point, right? We're yeah. with him. I think it was was it Sean earlier. I don't know if you saw this in the chat, but he was saying somebody was saying he he's actually the most empathetic character in this show. Like he yeah. actually cares the most about the people directly around him. It's true he Apparently. does, and you kind of see that. Like even as he's chopping everybody up in the forest, all the titans. In his mind, he's thinking back to the moment when they were all like, please, Captain, let us have this wine. And he didn't want them to bring it, but because he loved his men, he was like, okay, fine, we can bring the wine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And now he's regretting that choice because it's what turned them all into Titans, and now he can't leave them that way. And so the most compassionate thing he could do is just murder them all mm-hmm. because they've turned into zombies now. And he's got to make Zeke pay one way or the other. And none of them ever wanted to become Titans. Yeah. Or be eaten by titans. Those were their two nightmares. So Mikasa, I think, sees something of herself in Louise. She sees something of... Therefore, she despises her own... Her weakness. The fact that she trusted that she Aaron blindheartedly. Reflected in Louise. The fact yeah. that Aaron said that he hated her. The fact that, like... And maybe even now he doesn't hate her. So she goes to get the mm-hmm. scarf. And what does Louise tell her? She tells her, she says, Elsa, I got a chance to talk to him. About you. About you. He talked to me about wanting to throw the scarf out. So rather than throw away, I decided to keep it. She just says, give it back. She just takes it from her. 
and she takes a scarf off of a dying girl who looks up to her. I'm like, bro, I, maybe cut it in half. Maybe wait till she passes and then take it off of her body. But still, give her a little bit of hope or say, hey, listen, I'm going to go to Aaron. I'm going to talk to him about you. Or I like, yeah, at now. least sit <laughs> with her something. until she dies. Like she's, know, You man. can tell she she's dying. She takes the dying. scarf and says nothing. And well, yeah, she says she's a shrapnel that they can't remove. And then she says, I, I'm just sorry. Well, now granted, I hate this line because it tells you who she is. She I says, have I want no regrets. I won't. It's a pity I won't be able to see the free world that Aaron creates. That's what you want to call it. <laughs> Aaron's not creating anything. He's destroying. He's cre- he is creating something. Devastation. Chaos. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. If he goes out, if became, he goes out and does what we think he's going to do, but maybe not. Yeah, I became a soldier because I admired you, and I have no regrets. I Which have is my the name of the OVA. I've divided my heart and my life to following in your footsteps. And I just wonder, maybe the thing, maybe Mikasa's like coldness is like, oh, I, ste- I steered you wrong. Like it shouldn't have been towards Aaron. Then at least say something to the girl. She doesn't say anything. She, exactly. she, she really like, does seem dead inside at this moment. Like she's just. She's as cold as Luis is going to be in 24 hours. Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> she's as dead inside as Luis is. Okay, so somebody clip that. Everyone needs to know what he's really like. <laughs> she's as cold as the metal shrapnel inside Luis's chest. Okay. Oh, I just wish she wasn't. No. I wish yeah, she was like, she was hey, neither. I may have steered you wrong. I'm sorry. But you're valuable, or hey, something. Maybe we disagree on our ideology, but I feel like she I'm just not... has no hope anymore. Like Mikasa's hope is completely gone, and she doesn't see any point in even saying anything to Louise because whatever she said would just fall on deaf ears because she's so radical and sold out. Like there's no getting through to her. We still at have all. to try to reach out. And to I those think Mikasa just like has given up. She's goth casa. She is. Gothicus? She's. she's <laughs> I don't know what. He's working. Gakatha? No. Email <laughs> Casa? I don't know. So, all right. We get to this next quick cut where the last of the Titans are leaving. They're like, oh, good. The, you know, an end to all this rumbling noise. And then somebody says, oh, it sounds like the bells of freedom to me. Gross. Yeah. It's bad. Oh. It's a clip to, like the Liberty Bell. Yeah. I was going to say, well, I'll say that at the end. Okay. I'll say it at the end. Okay. So now we get to. Uh, Flock Roach leading his his little roaches. He is full of poop emoji. He has okay. been saying we have observed all so the poop emojis. Last episode and this one, every single one. Flock has said multiple things that are just objectively untrue. <laughs> it's not like it, he's. It's not like he's like, oh, he said something that sounds a little bit weird. We're or not he's, sure. He's interpreting the data in one way. It's not like that. It's like he's like, no, I know the truth is something else. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you something that's different from reality. So, so he. Okay, so the last episode, at the end of it, he's doing flock roach stuff. He shoots those guys. He shoots this guy and whatever. And he tells John, he's like, he tells everybody. He goes, Aaron told me this whole plan beforehand. I'm his right-hand man now. And I'm supposed to be here to, like, do his will. Which already is suspect because, like, you're not, like, his close confidant like these other soldiers were. So why flock? Unless Aaron saw, like, the correct multiple mind in flock to like make him into whatever and maybe that was maybe that was the case to be fair like maybe that's true so i don't know if that part's true or not it doesn't sound true but it could be but then he goes they ask like oh well what happened to uh jean and mccoster like what happened to, to levi and hanja and he's like oh well unfortunately they were killed by zeke objectively untrue you saw them jump into the river you, the, maybe levi's dead but you know hanja yeah that's a dead. good point you know for sure hanja's alive what the heck but like now we know from this episode, none of those soldiers came back. They all got killed by freaking Hanji. Yeah. Shot him. Yeah. 
So she he, took them all out. He says that, and that we. My point is that like we can now verify like Flock says things very boldly and proudly that are definitely not true. Which is every politician and every great like leader, yes. you know. Because so then he carries on, and he goes, "The Eldian Empire has been persecuted." He says this to like a group of soldiers. Eldian Empire has been persecuted or endured persecution for a hundred years. That ends now. We are free. Okay. Again. Not on that island, really. I mean, they were in the walls. You could make a case, and maybe there's a translation thing, Mako or something like that, if I'm missing something in translation. But sure, you could make the case. Obviously, they've been behind the walls. The thing... The, 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 and the, in internment Marley, zones all over the world They've being been in internment zones, and they've been behind the walls. And But the persecution part would be like the Titans, right? They, they make the pure Titans, and they send them in, and they've like, kept us here. Here's the thing is, the world didn't do that to you. The founding royal titan people did they true, built the walls true. so far as we know yeah they, they wiped you your memories the they isolated everybody and then they made this idle threat and made they made an idle threat to the rest of the world and then made a vow renouncing war the world didn't do that to you and Eldian, not just any Eldian, the Eldians, the the royals like right. the founding people like they're the ones who did this so he's very conf- either very confused or just making random crap up for no, yeah. for his own reasons. Just making it up. No, I and I, I have to wonder. Like, I just don't know. Like, what, what exactly? What bit of this is actually true? So, yeah, the isolation thing. The founders wanted to do that. Which can I just say, the poor Eldians and the rest of the world, like, they've been persecuted for a century, put in internment zones, treated like crap, and now they're gonna get stomped. Yeah. For no reason. Indeed. It's so dumb. Yeah, it is dumb, and it sucks. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to get stomped. I'm still interested but to see But they if all think Aaron... they are. Maybe they're not, but that's what they all think at this point, and they have no reason not to. Yeah. There is, there's uprisings going on. We know that much. But I still think that if Aaron can control the, the Colossal Titans enough to make them exit in single file lines to cause the least amount of damage, he can also control them enough to maybe have them not eat LDNs or stomp LDNs or try to avoid LDNs or do something where he's going to tell them in the past, everybody go to the left side of this, What I don't know. But yeah, maybe, who knows? Maybe not. Maybe he's just like, nah, everyone, every LD and everywhere, everywhere else is He's just going to use the Colossals as a giant They think they Roomba were all devils. Just like cleanse the earth like a Roomba. <laughs> the Colossal Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so they give the, uh, they give this, like, uh, we don't need to talk about this much, but like the Mikasa, the dude asked Mikasa, like, oh, you know, join the Jaegers, like, and be a hero, be like a leader with one of them. She's like, not interested. And like, oh, well, Jean didn't think so. He's like up there, like, and he looks dead platform. inside now. Now, we can't tell if the look they give each other is like an actual look of like, I can't believe you, or if it's like a, we, we know. know. It's, yeah, we know. We know what's happening next year. Um, and they both have some pretty intense poker faces going on. Indeed. They start giving, I'm so mad about this. I'm so mad. They start giving the Shinzo Sasagio chant, which we've been having a hard time with like since like Yeah, I know. I feel like they have general. taken our favorite saying and taken a giant crap on it. Yeah. It's when somebody co-ops your cool like words and stuff. Sucks. And I'm offended. It's it with something gross and you're like, kidding. yeah, they turn it into something you kind of like, "Oh, you're despicable." And I don't want to say this anymore cuz you say it. You Ew. say it and it makes me feel bad. The unpopular kids started saying the cool words you invented, <laughs> you know? Stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> so <laughs> So <laughs> they, they go to the party. The the long live the Jaegerist party. It's it's sunny out. It's a nice day. Let's have a freaking festival. The rest Which of the world dying. To me, this had to be like a week or two later. 
No, it's like cleanup. the next day. It's crazy it's that you would like yeah. clean up all of the rubble from the walls falling down. I think they're still cleaning up the rubble and also having a party and having at like the festivals, same time, which is weird. This reminded confusing. me of the festival they had inside the internment zone right before the um the the burial the burial thing, stage yeah. scene. Yeah, but it also reminded me of before the before the Titans kicked in the walls, like Aaron in a way, even if it's for only a day has created peace and harmony inside, inside the walls. Of, yeah, paradise. Yeah. Which hasn't been Well, there are no more walls actually. Well, inside, inside of the Inside the shores of the island because yeah. there's no more walls. They all walked away. Dang. Which, I mean, is the cost too much to bear for that peace and harmony? I think so, but Yeah, probably. Okay, so the part I want to talk about here is um yeah, they find Reiner or they they basically said, "Well, we got to go find Reiner and then she says, oh, he'll be out for days. Um, Gabby says that. Not sure why. Does she know something we don't? Like, is it when you're when you're running out of energy like that, you have to recover for days? I don't know. Who knows? And that, this is the scene where it's like, oh, this, this is a good, you know, detour. And, you know, Armin, is it really true? He's like, yeah, if all the hardening goes undone, there's a good chance that Annie, and they like turn around and see Annie. There's just Annie just shoving, shoving pie, pie in her face. While they're eating, I'm like, that looks just That's like Annie, Annie on the side. How are <laughs> they not noticing? Up. She's like, she's like, where's my hood? I can't find it. I have too much hair. Anyway, Do you need to get you a piece of pie so you can emulate? She's like. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like a witch eating <laughs> eating pie. But also the memes in this episode, the faces, the the really weird bright the weird color. jokes and the bright colors, yeah. This episode felt, felt more like a cartoon to me than it did like and an Annie, anime. Yeah, it, yeah. It really did. So the meme face number two here is Annie, but the With crumbs. The former meme crumbs. face is Connie, who's like, OMG, <laughs> you're eating pie like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> He's not like, oh my gosh, it's Annie, the one who betrayed us, who killed all of our friends, and she's finally out of the hardening, and we have to like get answers. He's like, you eat pie like a pig. <laughs> like, and then Armin's like, she hasn't had pie in four years, Connie Jeez. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't have the little like red cheeks on Armin and like the heart emojis around his True. head or something, you know? She's perfect, even when she eats like a pig. <laughs> what is this He's scene? Kermit oh, the Frog gosh. and she's Miss Piggy. It's so pie. strange. And then why did they leave without Hitch? Andy I know, go, they just like ditch her. I'm, hey, I'm here Hitch. with Hitch. She can Hitch, come Hitch. with. It, she has like ditched. a similar heart. She goes, nah, screw that. Yeah, like, peace that's, out. <laughs> let's go. I got, we got better, better people now. Okay. I got bigger fish to fry. I, Plus they had pie, so I don't need yours. I made this comment before, but I, I need to make sure that everybody hears it here. So, all right, they do ditch hitch, which I don't think they should have done. But two things. Number one, there's, there's, there's going to be some reason for this because she's actually been on their side before. Yes. Yeah. There and she has committed subterfuge. Yeah. To help them out. With she's her, been back good. Back in the days of Irwin. Yes. So we know she's she's the right kind of person. And my prediction is she either A, realizes what's happened and is like, I can't do this anymore. I can't serve this Jaegerist party. Like, I can't be here and quote the interior and do this anymore. I got to I gotta bounce. Mm-hmm. So she either leaves or she stays in and then is like, she comes around to help one last time. There's just We wouldn't have spent so much time with her as a character this last like, episode and a half yeah. if that wasn't the case, I don't think. So secondly, Annie... Um, writes for this note and she's like hey I saw the you know Armin and, and whoever uh, and Connie and John um, I'm basically I'm gonna go with them now uh, she says thanks for talking to me for all these years goodbye your gloomy roommate okay so many things here so many things yeah. number one she left her a note 
Annie old Annie wouldn't leave a note. No, she would have killed a bug or something. Yes, old Annie would have like <laughs> slapped an old woman, like need somebody in the face and walked off and spat at somebody's, you know, Because nothing mattered to her, but now stuff matters. Now it matters. She has a friend she has in a, Hitch. She has a friend and she has a father at home that she's trying to get back to. So she's got a friend in Hitch. <laughs> <laughs> she leaves a note, which was already not something old Annie would have done. Secondly, in the note, she says, she explains what's going on and she says, thank you. For talking to me all these years, she was grateful that somebody was able to like talk to her, like help help her through her like, you know, quiet suffering essentially. Yeah. And then she says, "Your gloomy roommate," which is a joke, which is something she would never, old Annie would never have done. Mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong here, but this Yam is a deep writer. He puts a lot of like thoughts into these things. I feel like he is trying to tell us Annie has actually changed. Yeah. Annie is not dead inside like Jean and Mikasa. She's. Different. She's alive now. She's realized that she has people that that matter. And and the whole like Armin and, and Hitch like talking to her for all these years, I have to wonder if that didn't have an effect. Oh, certainly. Like, have you thought I about this? I don't think yeah. she would have been the same person now had she not been like have had forced to deal with mm-hmm. all of the issues and work out in her own mind and heart like what's mm-hmm. right and what's wrong. Yeah. So this has to be for a reason that they don't bring Hitch with it. It's going to come back into effect because you don't have this major character you just dug up for no reason and then you just ditch her with no... Yeah. Just, there's not even why? anything in the note. It's like, we'll be in touch. Wink, wink. You're in Nothing. position. We're going to... But they, but they are. They're gonna. She's going to show up later on. Uh, I'm like 90% confident in this. And at some point, uh, um, Tude Goldstein said, I think she's going to team up with, uh, with Keith. Yeah, we kind of were theorizing. We had a theory like that as well. Yeah, so I guess we'll get there when we get to the the mysterious person. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Now we got to get to, well, her last line. Sorry. She's like, I can't finish this pie alone. Like, it's like another joke. She's annoyed too. She's like, good grief. I can't finish this by myself. It is sad. I hate that she's by herself because she lost her. I have a feeling that her true love is lost. Her dating life sucks. I know. Her once enemy, now turned friend, has like abandoned her almost immediately. I feel like her and Annie already shared a pie and Annie was so hungry that she went to go buy a second pie and then Annie left. Like deuces. Before, yeah. Before Fashion dine. It. You gotta pay, you know. Yeah, Listen, Hitch, like, I can't finish this pie alone. Man. We need to train you up in the way you should go, okay? You should be able to finish at least a pie on your own, okay? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, everyone should. That's it's a how really you end up with skill. instant diabetes and go to the hospital. So okay. the boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. Flockroach is happening. We, uh, no, no, you don't want to talk about the scene, but you got to talk about the scene because actually it's pretty awesome. Comrades of the Empire, thanks for gathering. It's time to execute the volunteers, he says. All right, so he says this another line. He says, I, we are going to carry out Aaron's will to dominate the world. Is Aaron a god now? Like, what is happening? That's how they see him. Something seems wrong He's, here. You know how they refer to him as? As on, honorable leader. That's how they refer to him. <laughs> That's the yeah. level. Czar. Of- <laughs> Uh, this like North Korean level of like you cannot besmirch his name uh, the way um, yeah. Louise was talking about him yeah. oh I can't wait to see the world that you know Aaron cannot fail he can only figured. be failed yes yeah. <laughs> people are like having a festival and saying cheers to Aaron and like all that stuff yeah it's very it's creepy we need to bring Daniel on because he, he's our, our, our last lone Jaegerist <laughs> it's worth watching okay uh, let's see he says a bunch of things, but he basically explains, he, you know, oh, he says, yeah, we're carrying out Aaron's will to dominate the world uh, by declaring our reign on paradise. 
he talks about, you know, this criminal Yelena and explains how she was with the euthanization plan and so on and so forth. And they're like, yeah, she's just a filthy Marley and she's one of Zeke's pawn. Like, they call her a whore. They, like, do the classic, like, <laughs> things that you would do in a mob to, like... Go to every yeah. trope. Yeah. They call her a mainlander, too. Mainlander. Ooh. Milk what a, drinker. What a diss. Yeah, milk drinker. <laughs> filthy milk drinker. Uh, so, so, he's like, any last words? And she's like, are you going to shoot? Yelena hasn't said a, a word of dialogue since... It's true. She's been completely phase, quiet. It's been crazy to actually get her to shut her mouth. I think the only thing she sure. said was, Zeke, where are you? But that was inside her head. I don't think she said it out loud. She's kind of stunned. Like, all her like plans have fallen apart. <laughs> um, so they, they're they like, yeah, shoot her. Ooh, they. And they're like, not yet, not yet. After and they're getting... all disappointed. They're like, oh. He's a bad villain. He, he didn't commit cold-blooded murder. We're so sad. <laughs> dude, Y'all need Jesus. It's a real thing, though, that happens. Frick, dude. So then... He gets to the Anyang Capone part, and he's like, "This guy didn't know the plan, but he said he'd rather die than join us. So we're gonna give it to him." And he laughs, and he's like, or he says, "It's not too late to join." And then Anyang Capone laughs, and he's like, "Listen, I came here and aided you guys to save my homeland from Marley, but I helped you in the process. And what did that get me? My homeland is gonna be crushed. My family's gonna be massacred. And it's all the uh, the only people left are gonna be you xenophobic pieces of crap." <laughs> Edited for for. Uh, What's it called for TV? Mm-hmm. For, yeah, anyway. It's the uh, PG censored version. version. Um, and he's like, sucking up to you f- for the rest of life, my life isn't worth it. Even you guys should know how insane it is, how insane indiscriminate killing is. Why don't any of you understand? Like, he just like, he's been kind Dropping of- Dropping some sense on like, these fools. He truth bombs like multiple times in this sure, show. Sure, he does. He's done it like a bunch of times. He's like, hey, like this is how it is. And he just drops it on him. He's a voice of truth and reason for so much at the show. He's, He's like what we wish Pastor Nick would have been. Yes. But yeah. was never. It's Papa Browse and Anya Capone like yeah. hitting hard, yep. spitting truth. Yeah. They need their own like talk show. <laughs> yes. Like Dr. Phil, like they're both going to bring, like they'll bring Yelena on and they'll just grill her. And, yeah. Like, Your mother cries. never loved Tell you, did she? It. You know, and like, oh man, Papa Browse, give me a hug. <laughs> Okay, so he gives his like epic speech. Oh, and hang on a sec. What? Let's the, hear it. The line from the manga was even doper. Let's hear it. My life is not so precious as to flatter the likes of you. What? Banger. <laughs> Mike drop. Anya Kapo, man. Wow. What wow. a hero. They might put a bullet in him, but he'd killed everyone there. That's like, right. He was, the, he That's was right. the true hero. Dang, dude. So he gives his freaking epic speech. I just love that, like. I love that he just is the logic. Like he's the only one to speak rationally to these people. Like they don't have obviously they're all Jaegers, so they don't have any rational. In the anybody. face of a gun, he's willing to say, like, you're freaking wrong says, and you're you should all know how wicked indiscriminate killing is. He's mm-hmm. like, Listen, you can see my motivations clearly and plainly. I did this to help my homeland, I did it to help you. And now the only things I tried to accomplish are are, are done. And you want me to join you? And you're you're despicable as it is. Now, I despise buzzwords like xenophobic fear of all people kind basically however in this case it might be the one time ever it's that it's like, kind of like about right <laughs> actually appropriate. Yeah. they don't like anybody else they're like only LDN so it's 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 bad but it's yeah anyway and he's like he's like come on John like say something and I love that he actually still has this confidence in him he's like he still has faith in John even I thought though I knew John you. has been trying to pretend like he has no soul this whole time so he gives the four gunshots. I was scared. You counted. He was like, he's like one, two, three, four. It's like, wait, what? Like, like he shoots one guy multiple times. And also 
they always do this in shows, but like, it's a cartoon. It's whatever. Anya Capone would have lost all his hearing. Four shots right next to his head. It's true. Yeah, all of them, actually. Have you ever shot a pistol without ear pro? Like, it sucks. Have you ever just been standing to the side of a decent pistol when it's been fired? Like, you, the impact of just the air, like, heating up and going out from either side of the chamber is actually pretty significant. Like, a gun... Guns are dangerous, kids. Just don't mess around. Anyway, it doesn't kill him, and that's the signal. Cart Titan comes in, freaking cleans him up, and they stage this thing pretty well. We, we had to watch it that second time to really go, oh, okay, I think we know what's going on here. But it's a ruse. Uh, it always is. So he, he pushes Flock out of the way. Like, Flock, oh, no, Supreme Leader, don't die. Oh, you know, like, mm-hmm. But he does it. It's, a, it's an act. He does it like, oh, no. And then the Car Titan comes and snatches him up and grabs uh, Yelena and Anya Capone as well. And the soldiers actually say, like, oh, no, they've been eaten. They've been eaten by the, the Car Titan. Car oh, ate no. him. He saved Flock. What a hero yeah, he was. Yeah, what a guy. And then he's like. Flock's like, go get Mikasa. Wait, where is she? Wait, where is Mikasa? Yeah. Again, he's bad at being a villain. Like, he's like, oh, I'm going to be the supreme leader and I'm going to lead this move, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I'm like. Bro, you can't take care of extremely important details like Mikasa. see this really powerful warrior. Is she on your side or not? Yeah. Like you don't know where she is at all times. Yeah. You're the worst dictator ever. He's even a bad fascist. Like if he was a good fascist, he would have had her like lined up and shot. Yes, you know? li- either lined up and shot or locked up in freaking Siberia. Like that's yeah. how it's done, bro. Gosh. Anyway, he sucks. Flock roach. Okay. Carry on. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. So this is this brings back another important point, which is why save Flock? Now we were all like, no, he was right there. You could have just like let him get hit by the jaws. You I know? thought he was gonna get shot. I thought it was gonna be. Like, we blind, thought blind. he was gonna get shot. We yeah. thought, oh no, the, we were know, all hoping Titan's gonna eat him and then you're gonna say save Jean or whatever. Um, but we, but they didn't. It was important to the plan for some reason to save Flock. Flock we don't know why. needs to be alive. Now, is the fact that he's so bad of a leader, they're like, no, it's better that he's in charge. He will do more damage by being in charge than we could ever do. And so it's better that he's in charge because we can exploit him and we can easily beat him. Or was it so to get in the good graces so they wouldn't suspect that they're... But why suspect? They're all leaving anyways, right? There's something else going on here. They need people the, on the inside. Yeah, I think them... Because they're starting like a little faction, right? They're starting like an outside faction. And mm-hmm. I think they need to begin it in secret. And it's important to them to begin it in secret because, number one, they are, in fact, allying themselves with Marley. So... I wouldn't in and of secret. Itself, well, I know I'm saying... But hear me out. So in and of itself... They got, what they got to do here is they got to play a political game a little bit, which is you have a bunch of people on the island. Mm-hmm. Okay, some of those people are clearly Jaegerists. Some of them, some of them are not, but they're still just farmers and they don't really have a choice. They may not agree with Aaron. They may not agree with the Rumbling. Who knows? But to those people, as far as the information that they have in mind, those people don't like Marley either. There's nobody on the island. There's nobody on the island who could really understand the let's let's make ourselves an ally with Marley right now. Yeah, it's very or if it's a small number of people who could understand that in general. So you kind of you'd have a hard time selling this thing as like a we're starting an uprising out here. Like let's go. And who's with you? Uh, some Marlins. Exactly. Okay. So what I'm saying is, okay. I think it is this whole idea of like we have to make it seem like you know they were eaten, they were killed, they were taken out. It just seems like it's better that this thing stay a secret for a second, so we have a time and right they have to steal they, even the stealing the weapons and the food, which is the next shot is like the whole point is like we're trying to pull this off in such a way that nobody knows that it's happening yes yes and they're nobody knows who's doing it specifically they're shocked that somebody sees them and they're worried about it 
Yeah. However, I still think like, obviously I don't know what their whole plan is. It's Hanji, it's Armin, it's uh, Magath and Pick who are behind, and Levi who are behind this whole plan. Mm-hmm. So it's a damn good plan. Like, sure. I, and, right. and if you just told me like, hey, Hanji, Pick, Magath, Levi, Armin, Armin, they have all got a plan. I'm like, I'm in. That's all. I don't, don't, care, don't, what it is. I don't care. Any it's of the details. The best plan ever. I'm, I'm in. I'm 100 yeah. percent in because even if just two of those people. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be pretty I'd down. Be like, right? okay, what are we doing? Yeah, exactly. Tell me what, what Who is do my I part? Kill right. Yeah, but if it was me, I would have made it more public. I would have said, no, there is another group. We're going to stand up against you, damn Jaegerists. We're going to stand inside of freedom. Yeah. We care about yeah. everyone, and and we're gonna we're gonna revolt. And that would put some because there's we know there's people amongst the Jaegerists who don't agree 100. percent Yeah. And Keith tells them shut up and just play along. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because the time will come. The time realize. will come. And so I would basically be like, hey, you guys, you know that the flock's a freaking liar. Mm-hmm. You know he's some kind of like terrible person, and you guys are following along. You know this is not what Aaron would have wanted or whatever, and this is not what's right. And I would have put that doubt into the mind of the people, so they would have at least had two options. Right now they feel like it's only one option, Jaegerists, mm-hmm. right? But I would have put that doubt into their mind and been like, no, there's another option out there, and maybe they're the ones that are right. They, at least they, they have still... something to talk about. Yeah. As of right now, and I would have, I would have killed Flock personally, but <laughs> we all would have killed. But Flock. there's a reason they left him alive, and they wanted it to be a secret. And maybe it's what you're talking about. Maybe it's something deeper. Don't know 100% yet, but if it was me, I would have done it differently. I don't know why Flock has to be alive. And I have another theory. Did you guys ever see Lost? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, so in Lost, I'm going to spoil it for you guys. Dude, people are lost. Because I've only had like a decade. It's you been out for like 12 years. <laughs> Bro, it's such a crazy show. But anyway, continue. In Lost, at the end, they're like, yeah, by the way, this whole thing on the island is like purgatory in a way. Yeah. Everyone's yeah, like stuck here, this. right, in purgatory. And it's just been like, trying to figure out i don't know whatever it was their a terrible way their souls are lost it not was, their bodies yeah it was They're a terrible dead. way to end the show that was so intriguing and so well they didn't written. write the ending first they didn't they do an attack on titan yeah. yeah yeah uh jj abrams made good characters which didn't have you know. so this whole thing is purgatory for flock because remember he's the only one who survived that crazy uh attack He's the only one who survives the the um, Marleyan yeah. invasion. He's the only one. Like, so many times he could have died, and he just happens to it's evade death. It's yeah. This is actually he's the main character of the show, and it's just hell for him to be continue living again and again <laughs> and again. And, and they can't kill him die. off. They want him to survive Please to see die. the terrible. Exactly. Just kidding. All right, so we got to talk. So yeah, the character. Let's talk about the character, the shady guy who yeah. sees him. So they take advantage of the the cart titan jumping off the side of the building. They go out the opposite side of the castle. Mm-hmm. They're going to be focused on that they side. Steal supplies. We can get out. So we know they're all working together. Classic move. They steal supplies. They steal weapons. They steal a couple uh, carts, and they get out. Reminds of town. me of when the scouts were on the run. It yeah. kind of harkens mm-hmm. back to that a it little does bit. Does a little bit. Now, where are they going? To save the world. Yeah, but where are they going? <laughs> to save the world. To some random... Well, actually, the cart titan takes Jean and Yelena and Anya Capone to some undisclosed location where there's a river so mm-hmm. that Jean can throw up in the river, apparently. <laughs> and, and meet up with Magath and okay, but Dick. And the rest of them go find uh, Reiner. Reiner. Yes. But Annie's the one who turns around here and she's like, what's... Um, she has this... Her spidey sense goes off. Yeah. Somebody's she turns watching. around. She's like, somebody's watching us. And we, we paused it and looked at this like scene a little bit. It's clearly like, it seems like it's a male. It I'm pretty sure it's... Female, but Who do you think, Rich? I think it's Keith Sadies. You think Keith Sadies is watching him from his I think cell so. we or have whatever? To, so we have to 
try and remember like where was Keith last? Like they didn't really exactly. He was say. in a room bandaged up. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to the guys who beat the hell out of him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was telling them to like... And he was telling them to continue to be Jaegerists, but to not really be Jaegerists and wait for their moment and Remember not the- lose themselves. But he wasn't in a cell. He was in a room with a yeah, bed and a window. Yeah, he wasn't in prison yet. So he was still kind of free to like roam about. And there was a window where he was. Yeah, so yeah, I agree. So I'm that's pretty that's sure that he was, he was just watching them from his room where he was recovering. I thought it could have been him or it could have been his like main disciple guy, the, uh, the, the glasses. The glasses. Yeah. And he's going to relay that information to uh, the other guys who are on the inside. And he's gonna be like, hey, there's another faction. They were wearing the coat. They were wearing not the scout uniform, but something the like The military it. one yeah. with the swords. It yeah. just looked like his silhouette to me, his his cue ball head and like his wide shoulders. It That's who it seemed like to me. Yeah. I don't know if that was actually him. Or me. It could have been the guy who was standing next to Jean. Mm-hmm. At the very for Flock's first speech, where he was full of crap. Yeah, I like when who they knows? do mysteries like this because yeah. it's like we're not oh, really sure who that guy was. Like, but who, somebody, gosh, how I wish it was Pixis, but it's not. We all know it's not Pixis. Uh, for okay. once, it wasn't Annie. True story. Uh, yeah, so we get to, uh, <laughs> but it was her that saw him. <laughs> we get to the river. Um, he's puking. Because you don't want to be inside of a Titan's mouth for very long. She never brushes her teeth. Never brushes her teeth. Which, which is, is hilarious considering earlier Connie was like, hey, let's brush this Titan's teeth. And then yeah. Hanji's like, why don't you ever brush your teeth? <laughs> My theory is that this whole episode was just propaganda from big dentistry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. paid for. So Yama's like dental, in, the, in the pocket. The, the uh, dental industrial complex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, make a whole episode about teeth and brushing and how terrible. How you're going to puke if you're you know in someone's... <laughs> okay. So, Anya Capone asks yeah. Jean, "Is like, why, why, when did you become? When did you ally yourself with with Marlene? Is the last night?" He's like, "Why? If you stay the Jaegerist, you'd have everything you wanted." Mm. And he says, "I wish I could have plugged my ears when I was in that room, but then those ashy bones would never forgive me." I'm thinking he's talking about the rubbling and just those who've died before him. Like, it would he there's no way he'd be able to honor the deaths that got him this far, or the deaths of the, all the millions of people in the world that would be on his conscience and like mm-hmm. it's just interesting because in the last episode I kind of rewatched it recently and he Jean really does have like is it, are, is it over like he says that for a second and then he's like yeah you can go back to being old John you can be you know reckless and cheeky and arrogant or whatever and he goes what'd you call me what'd you call me because here's the thing is like that <laughs> cheeky line cheeky and arrogant which is exactly what that's the most flockroachy thing ever too because he's like Going back to him. well, he's saying no. You can go back to being your old, your old crappy self. Mm. But here's the thing: like, if any, okay, have you ever been at this point in your yeah, life? Yeah, that's you, a good point. I'm where you make give progress? You a compliment. It's actually an insult. Mm. But if you ever improved as a person, and you look back, and you're like, I'm, I'm proud to say that I can, you know, <gasps> overcome something that I can't now. Ashley Bones is a reference specifically to Marco, but by extension, the fallen who came before. Dang, Marco. It's true. I hadn't thought of Marco. Marco's still keeping John on the path, man. Dude, he is. Man, he is. dang. Thanks, so, Nate. Those, yeah. Sorry, I'm like that. Like threw that me off totally the derailed your train. It did. It did. Yeah, you were talking about. You're talking about um, old going back to old your old self, self, not making any progress. If you've ever been in a position where you've made progress, like you, as, is your character not just like oh, I built something, but like you gained a new skill and now you can do something you couldn't do before. But more, like your character is more important. Like now you react, somebody calls you a name and you used to get really pissed about it. Now you don't anymore. And you're like, oh, I've, I can prove this. You never want to go back. If you, 
if you yeah. are like for me like you really struggle has like really deep like you know clinical anxiety and so on and so forth like no one would ever want the old Eric. Like I'm better now. I am significantly better. I feel better. I am a better like you know friend and husband and all the things. Like I'm better. I I never want to go back. Yeah. I never want to go back to being old Eric in 100%. any way. I don't care if you liked it or not. But like that's not that's not who I want to be. And John John's like, would you call me? Like I'm not those things. Like I'm not those things anymore. He's a so confident leader. He's a good squad mate. He's yeah. a mm-hmm. he's he's advanced. And here and the offer is to like. It's the same offer society tries it's to like, give us. It's like sell your soul. Stay in your childhood. So you can just, just not have to try anymore. Don't grow up. Mm-hmm. Don't take responsibility. Blame it on somebody else. Go to college and just play around for four years. Just stay stay a child for as long as you possibly can. Just yeah. you know, mm-hmm. be part of these communities that are just like so, like so lowbrow. And it's like the opposite of what we need to do. We need to grow up. We need to become people who are productive, who are helping other people get mm-hmm. out of the forest. Yeah. Thinking outside of yourself. To, Think about the needs of others. We need to grow up so we can produce something that's going to help other people. And it's just, it's so self-centered to be like, you can just stay in your old self. You don't have to yeah. worry about anything anymore. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's the lie, Climb man. Climb into your rut and, and just and walk in there. He says, you could have had it all if you would have just kept your mouth shut. You know, obviously Anya Capone couldn't do it, but John, how come you didn't do it? And it's, what does it profit a man if he gained the whole world, but he mm. loses soul? Yeah. And John's like, no, like the people... Marcos and, and everybody yeah. else who come before me would not let me. Their their testimonies like are moving me to want to be something better and to resist. Yeah. And so I had to make a deal. Fight for something greater than yourself. Here's the thing is he's guy. actually saying he, it's weird because we kind of come full full circle on this. We were talking about this earlier. Like to some people, there's more to life than just being comfortable. Yeah. John is one of those people. Like there's more. There's it is a more rich life to mm-hmm. fight in the trenches. Yeah. for meaning and for purpose and for virtue than it is to live comfy with you know no purpose no real purpose in your life anymore which is yeah. amazing because that's been his character this whole time like he could have been an MP but he yep. chose to join the scouts because Good. it was a more noble like his his character has been consistently developing and growing and I feel like Isayama has not betrayed that in any way. It's beautiful, that and development. It really, I appreciate that because so many times that crap doesn't happen. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's right. Nate's pointing this out too. He says back in season uh, one, John gripped uh, burned bones and he says uh, where the bodies and stuff were being burned after Tros because remember they had to pile up the bodies oh, to burn yeah. them all. He's got the bandana on. And he says, I don't know which bones are yours. I forgot about that Yeah, one. I was trying to. He's like, talking oh. to Marco. Yeah, he's talking to Marco. Okay, so that's that makes sense. Marco who's freaking... Mm. Those ashy bones. Okay, so I knew that meant something really deep, and I was like, "What is he talking about?" Yeah, and and you guys brought this up <laughs> a couple you. episodes ago. We we missed the uh, the children of the forest line. Um, oh right. And how could we miss that? This is what we do. Yeah, but this is like not all I, we do. We promise. Yeah. And also. <laughs> Uh, that's why we need a squad. We need you guys to help us like get those references, those little beautiful things. There's so many threads that are coming together. Come join the live stream if you have are it. beautiful. So thank you for the emails. Thank you for bringing that back up. Yeah. Thank you for you guys' contributions. And thanks for being with us on the live stream, live Sunday nights, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Come join us if you haven't yet. Um, last bit here is Yelena says, why me? And and she says, well, securing you is part of the deal to, to borrow the cart's power, the cart titan power. 
uh, they they wanted you alive, and it goes to Megath, shows his face. Man, he is just stink eyeing her to kingdom come. W- just like what does he want with her? What I would laser beam eyes. If he wanted just to get one pimp backhand off on her, like before <laughs> Somebody... she dies, he's like, I needed her for this one. Somebody thing. needs to like add laser beams coming out of his eyes while he stares at her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, obviously, they want it for a reason. He's a strategist. He wants her Megath for is a also, reason. Yeah, very you know, deep thinking, layered guy. My first, my first idea was that they're gonna want her to try to use it leverage to draw Zeke out because Zeke, even though he pretends like he doesn't, I think he does care about Elena. But perhaps my other idea tell. was hopefully they've taken her away from a bunch of murdering savages and they're gonna go like, "Hey, you were a terrible person before, but you don't have to be that anymore. Yeah. You can be somebody. You can be like a Gabby. You can change. You can grow. You can become your own person who has value outside of what you can just do for people. And we're gonna love and value you for who you are and hope that you're not a murdering psychopath anymore. <laughs> and she could become a member of society. That's my I, hope. I don't know, man. You know. I, I'm pretty sure she. I don't know. She's pretty broken in her brain. Okay, I want to give a theory about that, but I'm gonna save it for spoiler section. Okay. <laughs> So the actual last scene here is they, they go, Annie kicks Reiner, wakes him up, and is like, oh, what? Like, she couldn't even be nice for... She's changed, but not that much. Like, she still hates Reiner. Some yeah. things will never change. She, <laughs> Reiner's gone through this, like, huge character arc, and he's, like, overcome so many things. He's, like, fought Aaron, you she's know, been to save for four years. And she just kicks him in the head. Like, she just picks up right like, where they left off with their relationship. I know you're almost dead, but... I'm going to kick you in the face. <laughs> so they wake up, and but he's like, oh, you know, you know what are we going to do? And... Uh, these guys are, are Gabby and Falco like they're our allies now uh, there's not much time let's go where to to save the world but it's the dun, dun, man. Dun. it's the Connie who says it yeah, man. dude right. I totally thought it was Levi which was completely ridiculous if I all. thought it was Levi too at first the I was Connie like who said that the way it was he Connie, said it the way he said it was like a Levi way it's Levi 2.0 Chad Connie's becoming a hero Jean's stepping up to become a leader Armin's becoming like a good strategist like Erwin mm-hmm. and he's not just a broken piece of crap like everyone <laughs> has come she's, she's so a, slightly far. less broken piece of crap Gabby's not just a racist anymore right? yeah no, <laughs> seriously Gabby's one of my one of my favorite turnarounds because yeah. she's so young all these it. people all these people are turning around and their character development is Falco so Falco is like awesome. Marco 2.0 I hope he doesn't die yeah okay. same yeah alright so uh, if you don't want to do the spoiler section with us, it's not really a spoiler because we don't know what's going to happen, but some people are like don't want to hear the theories because for their reasons, I understand. So we're about to do that. Um, email us, beyondthebasementpodcast at gmail. You can check us out, of course, on YouTube, and you can check us out here on twitch.tv slash beyondthebasement at five on Sundays. We'll be back. Um, speaking of, and t- oof, what is it, the end of March, about three weeks? Yeah. There's an episode that's delayed. We haven't totally decided what we're going to do for that yet. We'll broadcast. We'll do something, I think, but maybe on Friday. Well, we shall see. Yeah. Okay. I'm chugging this thing. Ready for freaking? We'll hang out with you guys on Twitch one way or the other. We'll do something. Should yeah. we get we'll some it. emails? Do you have emails? Yeah. I guess Can I? Do... <sighs> Why don't you hit? Why don't you hit your thing? I got a couple of things. Let's do the predictions with a Eric. S- a small one is the Yelena thing. I think so. All right. We made this observation. Yelena is very tall and creepy. Very tall and creepy, and has the blonde hair, and yeah. she looks. Just like the people who are the guards of the Tiber family. Mm-hmm. Our suspicion is that she's from that people group or something. I have to imagine that what Megath wants with her is information. And he's like, bring her, yeah. bring me back Yelena alive. I want her alive because we need to know X, Y, and Z. I'm not sure what, but she was, remember she was part of Marley. She infiltrated their military. She did all kinds of crazy stuff. I just have to think she's that Megath has got... She's a good spy, for sure. She is. She's a pick-level spy. Like, she's 
very good at what she does. Yes, indeed talented. So there's that. So that's kind of my theory of that. My second thing, which again, this probably doesn't go in the section. Maybe I should have talked about it in the main part of the episode. But nonetheless, I had made this observation that I've said this a million times that the show has a lot of World War II similarities. Once you get to the end of season three, you see the armbands, like the the LDNs are treated kind of like the Jews are in internment camps and they're they're mocked and hated and so on and so forth. So Marley is kind of like this German type, you know, archetype or whatever a little bit. And they whatever. So on the other side of that, interestingly enough, and I it dawned on me is like maybe this is even the reason they're called the Jaegerists. The Jaegerists in terms of how they dress. The, the chants and the, all the stuff, they're a lot like the communists. They have a revolution inside of their own country. Like, there's all these things. They're just so similar to the Bolsheviks and the, the, the red, uh, brown, brown shirts. and or, Well, no, red, what am I trying to say? The Bolsheviks, the, the communists Bolsheviks. inside of Russia. The Russian revolution, whatever. They're very, very similar. And so that is almost identical to World War II, where, like I said, you have the Germans on the one side, you have the Nazis, and you have the communists on the either side. And then you have the West, right? Then you have like Britain and, and allied forces and so on and so forth. And they have to kind of form this like third party and intervene somewhere. The unfortunate thing is that they, we had to, we had to have an ally in one or the other, right? And it was clear that the ally had to be the communist, even though they were also horrible, murderous people, but it had to be them first. So in order to take out the Nazis, but as soon as we, the Nazis were done, like that alliance is essentially broken and they have to then form you know, two separate parties again. But that's basically what's happened in the show. You kind of had like this communist revolution inside of paradise. You had the German kind of Nazi force like outside there. Both are kind of like hell bent on like not good stuff. And then you have this like third party over here, this like new faction, which is kind of like said the West. And just the only reason I really pointed out is because again, it seems to me that Isayama pulls a ton from real life stuff, which he should. He's a good author. He's thinking this thing through. I'm assuming that that's intentional, that he is a student of world war and kind of understands like, Oh, in order to build an interesting story, how about we don't just have two sides? We have three and side three has to make an ally with side two in order to beat side one. You know what I mean? Like I love the like sort of complexity of it all. So anyway, that's just my, that's, that's pretty much all I've got. Actually. It's really, it's really interesting and a good deep cut on that. There's no right or wrong. Sometimes, sometimes both are wrong. Yeah. You have to find the, the find good third in, way. in between. Yeah, exactly. All right, you going to read us an email? Yeah, Rachel, what about your predictions? Hmm, I don't know if I have any that I haven't already said. Yeah. In the past. You yeah, good? I, don't, I, don't, I think I'm good. I don't really have anything specific. The next episode, they're in the woods, it looks like. Yeah. In a preview or something like that, which is, well, that's what I assume, like they're going to go out to the wilderness, but what is their like next move? They have, oh, we were talking I want to know where the heck Historia is and when she's going to reappear in the yes. story. Yes. What was the other? Is she having her baby? Has she had her baby? What is happening? Because Armin mentioned her last episode. She's probably in danger. Are they going to go save her? Are they going to go find her? I thought that's, I what, would I hope thought so. that's where Aaron was heading, was to go to her. That's where I thought. But, but he seems to have knows? gone off with the Colossal Titans, I mm-hmm. think. So I I don't know. I'm wondering what Armin is thinking about Historia and how she's going to play into all of this going forward. Um. Uh-huh. One of the one of the emails uh, from Robin. He said, um, "I'm so confused with Ymir's bloodline. If all the subjects are people who are descendants of her, doesn't that just mean that all of them are also of the royal bloodline, just in terms of biology? Or is that, or is it anyone descended of someone who consumed the who consumed the spine becomes uh-huh. a subject, and non relatives ate some as well? 
Mm-hmm. Like maybe someone who's not directly... Because remember, Ymir actually wasn't even part of the Eldians. She was from a different tribe that they enslaved. Yeah. Right? Yep. So it's mm-hmm. only the actual Eldian blood from the royal yeah. that mixed with her blood. But there's something there for sure. He says, um, yeah, or is it, is the anyone descended of someone who consumed this, the spine becomes a subject and non-relatives ate some as well. And the first Eldians were just a tribe of regular humans. Ymir wasn't even Eldian. He talks about yeah. She yeah. was captured by them. So doesn't right. this confirm that non-Eldians could become subjects, being Titan shifters just as well? We'd love to hear you guys' take oh, on this. Oh, yeah. If yeah, they yeah, got I'm spinal fluid. But it seems like non-Eldians haven't had the same effect. Like, did anybody else drink the wine and no big deal? Anya Capone, did he drink the wine? Nicola, did he drink the wine? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they don't make that clear. His final theory is that there may be some subtle foreshadowing of how Aaron might protect and exclude some people from the rumbling. Bird cages are a big theme throughout the show. The idea that a cage is double-edged sword. It takes away your freedom, but also protects but you from keeps you safe. The wall is the best example. Another right. one is Aaron goes out of his way to fight with Mikasa and Armin, resulting in them being put in prison. Where they're Protected. not free, but they're also safe, safe from, the, from what he's about to from do. The, uh, from beneath the ground. So basically it's a bunker. It's the safest place during when all that's about to happen. And now Aaron's new Titan looks like a birdcage, which I haven't officially seen much of this yet. Oh, good point. And he's leading the way. It's also huge. Imagine them arriving in Marley and Cage Aaron hovers above Liberia while the Colossals trample everything that's around. Perhaps the same for his zero and Iron Compose people. So like basically he's going to like, He's going to do up. like in that first episode, not first, but in first season one when he uses his ribcage to, to protect Armin Mikasa. He's going to oh, gather up all the people. Whoa. Wow, you guys are blowing my mind right There's now. There's a man going around taking names. So he's, he's going to use his giant ribcage to protect the maybe. LDN people while the rest of the and, world is trampled. And maybe Anya Capone and maybe Azimobitos and, and, and the Asians and everyone else. Maybe. Um, I, I like that idea. I hope so because gosh <laughs> darn it, Aaron, you son of a gun. I'm still not convinced the whole thing goes through. Yeah, no, same. I've been saying that the whole time. Like, I, I also don't think it's as simple as, oh, they're going to stop Aaron. And they do. And then that's the end. Like, that doesn't seem like that. Yeah. There's obviously more to the story than that as well. I'm not sure how much more. But I, I know I've already mentioned this as well that like the rest of the world obviously should be terrified and may not even believe that the rumbling is happening until they see it with their own eyes. So maybe they will be sort of unprepared. But it's not like they have no way of defending themselves. They do have they some do have defenses. Yeah. Weapons. They can go in the they air. They have I've airships. Been, I've been saying this for forever, but they can freaking fly. And if they can get Titan guns inside of airships, all of a sudden, like it is still a war. It's not just a, a stomp. It's a war. There's at least a fight, like a pushback. So I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Aaron, It'd say psych crazy. right now. <laughs> It'd be crazy I have if- to say psych? No, Aaron's like, psych, I'm not oh, really going to yeah, be the wrong Just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I was just thinking, all the Colossal Titans are huge, but they're also really squishy because they're just muscle. They don't even have skin. Mm-hmm. It'd be really crazy if Aaron could just like make them all harden. Yeah. To protect themselves against anything from above. Or he like And he can harden it. Puts a wall around the other mainland. It's like now you guys you are stay in jail. In jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was gonna say so this something else we we sort of already touched on this, but if you're keeping track of the Titan powers, you've got five of them that are on the island. Mm-hmm. Um now it seems yeah, okay, so yeah, let's go over. So we've got Jaw, which isn't Falco, who he's never used it. I don't know. We'll see. I know. Gabby told him to transform, and he was like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, he didn't so you gotta know. wake that boy up. Hey, do we got to train that kid? So we got we got Ja and Falco. We've got the female Titan and Annie still. Uh, we've got 
armor titan in Reiner, we've got the colossal titan in Armin, and we've got the cart titan in Pyek. And now, officially, they're all fighting for the same side again. Mm-hmm. So loyalties have changed. Like the, the math has changed for everybody in terms of where you're going to go, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, that being the case, so I was trying to decide in this episode, are they trying to fight for... Uh, is the goal to establish basically overthrow the Jaegers here on the island because like the, we've lost hope for the world is the go, goal to then stop Aaron somehow it's gotta I be think stop it's Aaron. gotta be stop Aaron right it has to be they, they, they pretty much say as much when they meet with Magath because again the Marlians like what what interest do they have in doing anything like unless they just assume well we live on the island now because everyone else is dead so we may as well fight for a better regime that will you know not kill us right away yeah. so maybe there's that but nonetheless it seems pretty clear like okay we got to find a way to stop Aaron which which tells me that they think it's possible that there's some there's some there's some reason to believe that it's possible now what the, the question is what is the plan and what are they going to use the five titan powers that they have what are they going to use them for so we got one person who's new everybody else is pretty experienced but you got one person who's pretty much brand new with like the titan power but you have some incre- like they have the colossal titan which is just yeah. by itself like an incredible freaking weapon. Like, yeah, there's got to be something you could. But, but again, what is the colossal titan against the found Aaron as the founding titan? This gigantic. What is one colossal titan against thousands? All like, of those colossal titans, even if he is just a little bit taller. But so that's what I'm saying. Is like great. You have the five titan powers with you, but what do you plan to do with them? I'm I'm imagining his story has to be part of this. Yeah, there's got to be some thing somehow. I don't yeah. know. I just can't. I can't sort it out yet. It's just not clear to me. Yeah, yeah. I they they're gonna they're gonna try to stop Aaron. I'm I'm almost positive that it's leaning this way. I mean, anything could happen because you see, I was crazy. Mm-hmm. But to me, it was it's more leaning like Aaron's becoming the villain, uniting everybody, so they can be justified in destroying all the Titan powers altogether. Um, right now, everyone wants them, but they're not gonna want him if he's gonna kill everybody. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, okay, okay, we'll give them up. We'll give up all of our guns if you just don't murder us all, right? So yeah. So they're all basically like, okay. We've got to stop Aaron, and the only reason Armin and and Mikasa would be on board with that is if Aaron was like, "I freaking hate you." <laughs> if Aaron was like, "Screw you guys, I'm gonna do the bad thing you don't want me to do," and I think that's part of the reason why he did what he did is so that you know he's gonna become, he's gonna do the Batman, he's gonna become the villain. So everyone will team up on him. He'll lay his life down ultimately to stop the oppression of everybody. Maybe not. Maybe there's mm-hmm. something else going on. Maybe he is going to rescue some of the Eldians and then something else is going to happen. But I don't see this. Ha- I, I just don't see it playing all the way out yet to where literal millions of billions of people are killed. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we're wrong. Got another email? Yeah. Um, Patrick says, uh, hey, Pat, uh, just wanted to share some information regarding the three walls. Ymir, the founder, did not form the three walls. Near the end of the Great Titan War, from which we be- we currently believe was shift Titan Shifter versus Titan Shifter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um uh, for that for that reason, we do not know other than the possibility an Eldian having a relationship with someone from another nation, such as Marley, and thus creating a child without Eldian loyalty and the ability to inherit Titan abilities. Hmm. Um, oh, you think they may, they only they intermarried all the way up until like a certain point, and then that's what creates the split off? Is like well, the they day. were saying things like the 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 Eldians were forcing the nations to breed with them. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, King Fritz not the original King Fritz, but the later ancestor had the power of the founding and then went to Paradise Island, which was off the main continent. He used the founding Titan's abilities to create the walls, renounce the war, and erase the memories of the Aldeans on the island, 
Right. Which leads us to believe there's a limited range of the founder's abilities, possibly. Yes. Okay, so, yeah. Although Aaron was able to talk to Eldians all over the planet. Yeah. Yeah. So the Ymir didn't, you're right, Ymir didn't, Ymir did form the walls because she's the one who crafts the titans over the paths. But yes, the founder makes the, makes the, makes, the founder's the one with the will. The founder's the one who's like, I'm going to make these walls. But she crafts like the millions of titans. Now, the, so now, that actually brings up another question, which I don't know why I haven't thought of this before, but if, if it has been done once where somebody just spawned millions of titans, could it, could it be done again? Like, you seem like, I've been, I've been wondering this the whole time. Like, if it was been done once where you can just grant a titan shifting power somehow, could it not be done again? All these things were done at some point in the past. I feel like anything's up know. for grabs when one of the founders' powers is that they can change the bodies of anyone genetically related to Ymir. Money, you know, power, like, titan. Why not give them another titan power? And also, why not make, why more not make them back into humans? Why not make more Eldians? Or, uh, sorry, more Ackermans. Like, make more yeah. superhumans who can fight. I again. also, crazy, you know, I'm wondering if, like, the Azamobitos have somehow been hiding a bunch of Ackermans secretly, and there's going to be, like, an army of Ackermans and Azamobitos that are going to, like, save the day somehow. That'd be cool. That'd be pretty cool. But the so Azamobitos have a flying machine. So far, they do. And also, the, they mentioned, that, I think, this. if I'm not crazy, that the, the Asians and the Ackermans had immunities. It was those, both of them had special powers of so some far, kind. I mean, the Asians are not. They're not. Right. Yeah. But we haven't seen any Ackermans outside of the walls. Only Ackermans we've seen were part of Kenny the Kenny mentioned that he couldn't find any more besides the ones inside he found the walls. inside the walls, but that doesn't necessarily mean there aren't any outside the walls. It's true. We have, we've never seen any, and no one's ever heard of them. Very yeah. Much, so. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Also, I think my only prediction was that I think McGath and Levi and Hanjay's plan is to separate Zeke and, oh, that's and right. Aaron really from each other. That. The only way that Levi can kill Zeke is to separate him from Aaron. So I'm sure their plan will involve somehow separating them from each other. Yes. What is Aaron? <laughs> yeah. Now he's a giant. He's Ragnarok now. <laughs> what is an Aaron? I do think they're going to have some part of revolution inside the walls, which is why Keith Sadie's is there, which is why Hitch is still there, which is why maybe that person who was watching them out the window is like waiting for that opportunity at moment. Mm. I don't know why Flock has to be alive for that part. But so he can truly get, so he can see all of his plans fall apart. So he can get his come up. I would say, as a writer, that that Isayama would that would be the only reason that I could see him leaving him alive at this point is to see all of his dreams burst into flames and then Flock, die. I don't think Flock is doing doing Aaron's will. No, it just doesn't seem like right to me. Like, you leave that guy if, in charge, even if Aaron is like as bad as it seems. I just don't see it being the case. I feel like Flock has already. Like when he yeah. rescues Irwin, he already kind of shows himself to be the kind of person that like just doesn't. Get this it. I didn't have a plan for this. This is just the situation I was in. I'm just gonna take advantage of the situation I'm in here. Yeah. Um, yeah. The I don't know the theory that I had about Aaron wanting everybody to unite against him is also giving credence to the fact that he left Reiner alive. Yeah. When he could have clearly killed Reiner. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So well, how it, much has he seen in the future? It, yeah. That's right. That's the next question. Like how much has he seen? Okay. Anything else? We good? I think we're good. All right. Well, we'll leave it there for this week. We will be back next week. And we will see you guys here at the same Titan place. Cheers. At the same Titan time. We'll see you then. Hey, guys. Thanks again for watching and listening to our show, Beyond the Basin Podcast. If you all are enjoying it, go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever else you listen to our show. Check out the description below for links to our awesome Attack and Titan merchandise. 
And join us live on Sunday nights on Facebook for all of season four. And some of our best content is on YouTube, including me. So go ahead and check that out. And lastly, if you guys have any questions or just want to chat with us, please email us at beyondthebasementpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you guys in the next video.